0: with our friend John LeBon here. Perfect timing, John. How you been, buddy? If you have your mic on, that is. Yeah,
1: forgive me for that. Is that coming through clear?
0: Yeah, very clear.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, it's good to be here, Tim. So hello to you and hello to all of your listeners out there, wherever they are in the world. It's great to be back on the Google Hangouts. Google Hangouts.
0: Where it all started with our friend Jeff C.
1: (laughs) Jeff 3C with We'll Do It Live. Those were the days. Wow. Absolutely. Is Jeffrey C. still streaming? Is he still around or is he like disappeared now?
0: I think part of the whole joke on your Trans-Pacific uh, partner thing that I did was actually uh, all he does basically now I think, I don't even watch him really, but basically he, uh, he busts the hoax of the transgender agenda. So.
1: <laughs> so he's still streaming then? He's still doing all of that?
0: Yeah, yeah, he was doing, like, gaming. I think you were still kind of watching him around that time a while back. But, uh, yeah, nowadays he busts the uh, trans agenda, which is uh, something very sickening. I'm actually probably myself looking to get out of America, not only because of that, but because of many, many things, uh, some will, some of which we'll probably get into here in a bit. But uh, that is a rampant, rampant uh topic of America right now. Uh, I don't know if you've seen, but they have kids uh, going against like female girls going against men. I mean, you know, feet or male uh, trannies or whatever. It's hard even for me to talk about it. But some of them are like, uh, you know, I would have had a scholarship or I would have been able to further my track career. But, you know, the two winners, the two trannies were the winners. So (laughs) it's, it's quite crazy at this point.
1: Wow. Well, it sounds like we've got a lot to talk about today, Tim. Uh, why don't you tell me what what were the main things you wanted to talk about today? I appreciate the invite to come here. What sort of the topics that you wanted to cover on this call?
0: Uh, pretty much just kind of shoot the shit. A lot of people, uh, I've not really a lot, but I've seen a couple people have been wondering where you're account has gone and maybe we'll get into that real quickly and also uh your big move when you moved and where you moved to and such like that
1: oh yeah awesome cool stuff man well i do appreciate you having me on it's uh i was listening to that track that was viara run wasn't it
0: absolutely i remember that you liked that song and probably the only trap song that i or that i play that you like so definitely definitely relevant
1: Yeah, I think the only trap song that I do like that I've ever heard in my life, and that one takes me back to 2016, because what was, and that's three years ago, right? And so what happened was, as you recall, 2015, I was hosting the Ball Skeptic Ground Table, and maybe we can talk about that later. But obviously, the FE thing, a lot of them started off fairly, I think they started off, they came across as genuinely looking for the truth, you know, in inverted commas, they wanted to know. Like, what is the evidence for this or what is the evidence against that? I think a lot of them came across as genuine. But by the end of 2015, it became apparent to me and to a lot of people, no, these guys are clowns, man. They're not, they're not searching for the truth. As soon as one of their arguments is shown to be fallacious, they either ignore it or they attack you, right? And sorry, my alarm's going off. I set three alarms for this morning so I wouldn't <laughs> miss this. Give nice. me a second. I'll be back.
0: Cool. Yeah, it was really kind of odd for me to think that I was I was very naive at the beginning where I thought, well, we can just kind of tell them the truth. We can tell them observable facts. We can go out and show them that there's two celestial points, which we might get into with you going on to Nathan's and Quantum Erasers not too long ago. But uh, the sun rises, the sun sets, it doesn't change in an angular size. I mean, on and on and on, and all we see is ad hoc excuses to this day, uh, to, to basically fulfill and and continue their narrative of the earth being flat. And really, I think it has to do with the, the very strict necessity of them to continue the, uh, flat earth narrative, or they get shit on like kind of matrix decode, uh, Sean G, um, tiger, Dan, there's been a lot, but if you come out as a flat Earther against flat earth, I think that they actually give you more shit than I get, uh, personally on a, on a day-to-day basis.
1: Oh, bro, what happened to Tiger Dan? That was also in early 2016. What happened to Matrix Decode, which I think was 2017, maybe early 2018? What happened to those guys was full on. Could you imagine that? You think you've got these online friends in Matrix Decode's case. He was spending hours almost every day chatting with his people in Skype, in Hangouts, and they these people build up like real, what they feel are real friendships, Yeah. Because they're not just talking about FE, they're talking about whatever. You know, these are their online friends. And then when Matrix, who had the decency and the honor and the courage and the conviction to say, actually, no, this doesn't work anymore, this FE thing doesn't work, and he had his reasons why, to be turfed out and abused and embarrassed and humiliated. Like, can you imagine that? That is full on. And what it does is it sends a signal to the rest of the flock don't you dare speak out against this. If you want to leave, leave, but do not tell people what's wrong with their feet. Don't even think about it or we'll do to you what we've done to Tiger Dan and what we've done to Matrix Decode. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, that's, a I think that's actually kind of uh, why I consider it more of like a, a cult more than like a religious belief that they have. It's very, very culty when somebody is, you know, oh, you're my best friend. And all of a sudden you're a flat earther and you have, you know, 100 different friends, uh, quote unquote, online friends. And then all of a sudden, uh, when you kind of figure out something different or you start speaking against it, even in the nicest of manners, you will You will continue to get berated by these people, and you know matrix decode was a was a good example of he had one video where he 's like showing a, a beautiful boat over the horizon and a, a boat that 's closer up and and showing kind of the difference and, the, and he had you know several thousand views, and by the next one that was very similar. Uh, it all changed. Uh, He didn't get the views and the comments were terrible. And I think that's what probably, and you chatted with him. I I will have to ask you to re-upload that video because I wasn't in the the correct state of mind. uh, And I only watched about maybe 20 minutes of that uh, back in the day, but I actually want to hear from him. Uh, He doesn't want to, I've kind of talked to him a little bit in Skype and he doesn't want to, come on and actually have like a live like we are here but i would love to talk to him off the record and uh, kind of see where he's at see if he is back on the ball so to speak if it's a spinning ball because a lot of them they move from the flat earth conspiracy over to the uh the globe not spinning the geocentricity like yourself because you were a flat earther to begin with <laughs> and or and or the electric universe which is interesting
1: yeah well electric universe don't even get me started on that if people are listening right now and they want to know what does jlb think about the world i don't use the term geocentrism but to save dancing around i'll just say that we have maps and we have models and i think the best model the best model for what we can observe for what is real is a ball but i don't think it's spinning but this is not something that i care like if someone says to me oh no it's definitely a spinning ball we're going around the sun okay cool are you happy with that belief yeah sweet No problem. I'm not trying to uh, change people's minds on that. But, yeah, if you had to give it a term, some people would describe it as geocentrism. Getting back to Matrix Decode, I will. I'll re-upload that interview with him. I think it was, and don't quote me, I think it was 2017. So that's still two years ago, which is crazy how fast time's gone. But just getting back to Viara with Run, which I was talking about, that song, I've still got that on my playlist, man. I've got a playlist of, like, 15 songs on my phone that I sometimes listen to. Viara Run is still on there because... That takes me back to a pretty cool time of my life, man. I was working a full-time job, earning good money by my standards, still doing the YouTube thing, debating Jeffrey C. live on the air, and just destroying the flat earthers, man. Week after week, I'd, re- I'd upload one of my argument debunking videos just before – what's that show with um, Bob Nodal? What's that? Globebusters. Just before Bo- Globebusters would go to air, I'd upload my latest video debunking one of their bullshit arguments. And, of course, they couldn't help themselves. They were like mice to cheese. They had to give me attention. So it was, it was, a, lot, it was a lot of fun that, uh, that time of my life, uh, making money, making videos, and uh, and Viola run. So what happened was I had a debate with Jeffrey C, and I thought the debate went pretty well. And then I had to do something else that day, but then I came back and listened to the debate to see how it went. And I remember at the end of it, on my after show, I played Viora run, which I'd obviously heard from you. And I remember kind of like dancing down my street. This is like three o'clock in the morning, man. I was very happy with how life was going. And this is dead set, man. I've walked into the house I was living in. Like we had a, it's hard to describe. I was on the bottom floor of that. It was a share house. I was on the bottom floor and I've walked in the gate and dead set, 30 seconds later, a squad car, a police car has come down the street. Now the street that we lived in was not a thoroughfare. There's no reason for the police to be there for any other read, and it was three o'clock in the morning. I reckon one of my idiot neighbors has seen this long haired, weird looking dude dancing down the street at three o'clock in the morning. I reckon they've called the popo on me, bro. Dead set. I've never told that story publicly. This is, you've heard it here first at Tim Osman on the Tim Osman YouTube channel. Viora run takes me back to me. So I'm, uh, I'm glad you played that at the start. So anyways, mate, I've got to go and, um, quickly, uh, sort out this phone issue. Can you bear with me for one minute? Can I come back in a minute? Are you cool with that? Yeah, take your time, man. Bro, I'll be back in one minute. Just give me a sec.
0: And since we're waiting, uh, we do have Ronnie and uh, Jason in the chat, and I will probably have to uh, speak of them with at least uh, John LeBond here in a minute because we all are cut from the same cloth as far as the... Uh, whole truth or troll community goes and uh, he was back in the day with Robert J. Morris and even Twitwit in the chat kind of showing his true colors nowadays at least. Uh, I I didn't remember that he was such a religious fundamentalist to begin with uh, but nowadays him and Jason are the most vile people I've probably ever met on YouTube. And really, I watched about 10 minutes of them going over my video. Of course, they didn't get any permission, which is fine, whatever. I'm used to that kind of stuff. But um, the first 10 minutes that I listened to, I heard several lies therein, uh, like I was turning their volume down which is actually impossible. As you can see here, I do these slash calls on Hangouts and you can't actually turn the volume down. Not only that, Ronnie and Jason, but what's funny is uh, you could see my screen as you can right now. So I don't really understand how I could be turning your volume down when you can see my screen, number one. And number two, there's no actual option to turn your volume down unless I went to OBS, turned it down, which would then turn down Soundly Mm -hmm. and the other people, Jesse and and Mike. So that didn't happen. That was just one of you guys' lies. But you guys uh, need to probably repent uh, continuously, not only for your lies about the Earth, which is continuous about the Earth's shape. But because of all the lies that you've created about me, and really it's needless because most times you have about 20, 25, 30 people watching. And like I said, I'll never be on your show because it's it's just not worth my time to come onto your show to have my people or at least people that enjoy listening to me to come over there because that's all you want is attention. It doesn't matter just like the mainstream media. Uh, with flat earth. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad or, or any kind of attention will do. You just want the views. And of course you don't make money, which is cool. I don't make money either. And I, I never will, uh, through the truth community, I might do something in the future doing something else perhaps, but, uh, you guys are just absolutely pathetic and I'm not really sure what's wrong with you. But at the same time, I, I probably, uh, just really don't care to talk about you. And before this actually happened, I was going to just go ahead and, uh, eliminate all of the limitless channel and, um, event skeptic, not even being able to have it on my channel at all. So those keywords hopefully would knock out your, your whole channels and all your trolls, uh, troll accounts and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I don't like to ban people on my channel, but you guys are um supposedly in the truth community <laughs> and actually you're just uh, full of lies. So it's really, really silly at the end of the day what you guys are doing. Uh you're you guys are trying to basically make the globe earth model pred- predictions as far as your uh, simulation bullshit. And there's one thing that we should point out Q and fees in the chat as well. Uh it's actually not we've we've already debunked you guys' uh simulation projection okay we don't we don't see the uh whole uh son doing a pac-man style at all but it seems as though john is back uh no worries john we will uh get into since ronnie's in the chat and i I, i'm guessing you don't follow that channel but what do you what do you think of him still being on the flat earth side since we all kind of grew up with each other in this whole thing
1: Well, that's the first I've heard of it. If he's still doing the Flat Earth thing, I believe you. I should give the listeners context. The Baller Skeptic Roundtable, we actually had an unintentional pilot episode because I was doing weekly shows with Matrix Decode. He was. He would always come along to the Sunday sessions, which was like an open Google Hangout I used to run. And that was where we discussed the topic of Flat Earth. And then that grew into the Baller Skeptic Roundtable. But in the middle of those things... It was myself, Matrix Decode, and guess who was on what I would later call episode zero of the Baller Skeptic Roundtable? Ronnie? It was your mate, Ronnie. That's right. Wow. Ronnie the event skeptic. And so the listeners should also be aware, before Flat Earth came along, the whole scene was different. People didn't use to talk about the shape of the earth. What they used to talk about was the fake shootings, the fake terrorism, this kind of thing, and Ronnie was involved in, in the so-called truth movement with Jeffrey C and all these sorts of things. So we go back, I go back with Ronnie and I'm sure Tim, you do as well. Five years with Ronnie. It's been half a decade, man. Can you believe that?
0: It's really hard for me to believe. I actually, I have a problem with remembering much of my life uh, unless it's in a dream or maybe sometimes some stimulus will come in my head and I'll be like, wow, that happened. Uh, So to think that I've been around the the whole flat earth community for four and a half years is mind boggling to me. And I, when I think of that number, I'm like, Whoa, dude, like that always kind of trips me out as far as like my continued efforts uh, at least my, my previous continued efforts in this, but I do kind of continue to think to myself, I've actually grown Quite a bit as a person uh, throughout this, I learned a lot about reality, the shape of the earth, uh, geodesy. Jesse Kozlowski uh, is in the chat. He stayed at the trap house here Um, and we went out to the Bonneville Salt Flats, did a GPS reading across 37 miles, got basically within about 0.5 percent of the radius of the earth uh, using very, very high quality equipment. And we went to Antelope Island and stuff. So you not only meet people, you learn stuff. And then on the other side, there's all this this psychology, this this group mentality that you learn about. And so at this point, I kind of think that I've, I've hit my cap, mostly because the whole truth community is actually mostly about uh, transvestigating people. Uh, Michael Jackson is John John. This person's that person. Uh, mud Flood's. Uh, it, those are more popular than actual things that will probably touch those videos that you wanted here in a bit. Uh, things that actually do matter as far as us spending, uh, you know, billions and billions of dollars, a flat earther will be like, whoa, NASA's, you know, making $50 million a day. Like they're, they're shipping it off to some offshore account or something. When we look at all of these arms deals uh, com- uh, with, in conjunction with uh, war that we're doing uh you know almost 700 billion dollars compared to the 25 billion that they're allocated or whatever Uh, to go and blow up people in our name that really, at the end of the day, probably ends up creating more terrorists uh, and more danger for us. But then, you know, we can talk about things like uh, Dick Cheney being on on the the board of Halliburton, being the vice president, but also being on the board of a huge weapons company, basically, where the stock went up uh, thousands of percent the next day. Uh, A conflict of interest like no other, in my opinion, but, you know... I don't know which one's worse at this point. The people that are talking about transvestigations, flat earth, or just the mainstream people that, you know, have a job. They go and take care of their kids usually, and they just believe basically what's on the news.
1: Well, there's a lot to unpack there. I'm just looking at the live chat, man. Ronnie, the event skeptic, is in there. And I forgot he's working with that guy who calls himself Jason, and he's running like a two-man religious cult. It's all coming back to me, right? A couple of years ago now, somehow I got I got mixed up with those two. I released a video about one of them or the other, and then one of them responded. And I forgot that Ronnie's playing like the sidekick to some dude who is like a would-be religious leader, yeah? Is that what's going on, Ronnie? Let us know in the live stream chat. I'm pretty sure Ronnie was basically like uh, the, the right-hand man of a guy who believed himself to be the second coming. We we've been mixing with some strange people, Tim. The last five years. If you could go back five years and say, "Mate, you understand the people you're mixing with. Some of them are like the stereotypical insane. Because yeah, that's what they are. He's totally. Some a, of them are the stereotype, man.
0: He's totally a lackey for this this Jason guy, and basically they live together in this this little uh, rundown shack or something. And they live together. Yeah, they did. Uh, Nowadays, they're trying to pretend like they don't. And Ronnie's back in Canada. Uh, But who knows? Uh, but they actually it's funny that you said that they're the second coming they actually think that they're like uh the two prophets that are in the bible and it's just hilarious to to listen to them sometimes sometimes they're just so vile you can't but it's uh, it's hilarious to listen to them for me because they really i think believe this stuff and and i think that they're on some kind of a holy mission or something to where they can pretty much uh, shit on the Bible, lie about people, lie continuously and uh, pretend like the earth is flat and uh, just continue the narrative for for years and years. It's just astounding, man. And I think it has to do with Something to do with the conspiratorial bias when they when they figure out that the sphere Earth model basically works, and then they have to uh, get a stereographic projection which comes from the spherical earth to uh, you know have a flat map, and then it has to be a simulation as well, so God simulated Jesus Christ, a simulation to die for our simulated sins. And then he simulated uh, resurrected and went and now he's the God or whatever the story is. But uh, it's it's absolutely bizarre. And one thing I would like to point out is that I was very naive in the beginning and I didn't really understand the the full extent to which there actually is a lot of Christians uh, and, and religious people in the conspiracy realm. Have you have you noticed that as well?
1: Yeah, big time. Well, people who will call themselves Christians, they'll identify that way, whether or not their life is led at all in, um, you know, in the vein of the book or of religion or anything like that. That's not so clear. But many people will call themselves Christians. And what's his name? The Vigilant Citizen. Vigilant Citizen. VC. Yeah. He's a classic example. You look at his his audience or his um, readership; it's full of people who will identify as Christians. And, and they're into so-called conspiracies. And those people tend to love looking at things like, you know, the Super Bowl um, symbolism, you know, ooh, uh, Nicki Minaj is wearing some kind of devil woman outfit or something like this. They love that stuff. They get off on it. It's very entertaining for them. And really I think that's what the conspiracy realm is. For the vast majority of people, this is just a new form of entertainment, but it's one that allows them to feel like it's more than entertainment because if you're just sitting there watching the latest, I don't know, who's a big actor at the moment, the latest Leonardo DiCaprio film, if you're just sitting there passively watching it, you know it's just entertainment. But with the conspiracy world, you get to be part of it and feel like you're doing something. So a lot of these people are effectively just LARPing, L-A-R-P, live action role playing. They get to imagine that they're part of some kind of resistance to the so-called evil elite it's far more entertaining than just watching a movie. But it yeah. is just entertainment. They're just passing their time. That's all they're doing. They're not, they're not really taking on the evil elite. That's, I mean, the evil elite, let's just pretend they do exist. Do you think they care about a few hundred or a few thousand people around the world sitting there parroting out that the Ross trials did it? Do you think they give a shit? This is ridiculous. But people who believe in it, it allows them to believe that they're special, they're important, that they're doing something. And you can see why it's so addictive. I got addicted to it, man, a few years ago. I believed in all this crap, didn't I? Yeah, very addictive. But I grew out of it. Most of these people, though, they'll never grow out of it. They're children, basically.
0: Yeah, and we're we're basically the same age, which is pretty interesting. Um, and I do find, I, I like how you said that it's entertainment for most. I call it kind of... Uh, conspiratainment almost, where uh, a lot of them, they, they pretend like they're on some righteous mission to take down the elites or whatever. And really, at the end of the day, all they're doing is just being entertained with their new fashion or form of entertainment. And just like Flat Earth, where they traded the quote unquote white coats for um for the flat earth white coats, uh, a lot of us were into the whole mainstream media and the uh, entertainment as far as movies and stuff like that. So really a lot of them are like, I don't even watch TV anymore. And and it's like somehow it's better that they're uh, not watching TV per se, but they're actually just watching uh, YouTube videos, which is just basically the same thing. I mean, this right here is on a 58 inch 4K flat screen. So technically I'm watching TV uh, at, at, you know, at this time, but, but really to them, they, they think that they're somehow better for not actually, um, uh, condoning or, or taking part of entertainment in, in the fashions we used to. So
1: yeah, the good old fashioned, I don't watch TV, Yeah, but they will sit there and watch a YouTube video, which deconstructs the latest news report. Okay. So now you're watching TV, you're just watching somebody else watch TV, right? Somehow this is uh, an, an improvement. Or I don't, I don't watch the TV. Oh, but you, you're going to read the latest Vigilant Citizen breakdown breakdown of the Illuminati symbolism in the Super Bowl or in the Grammys, right? So you're still watching the same shit. You're just watching it with somebody else's filter applied to it. It's the same thing because people have hours and hours and hours a day to kill. Most people, even if they have a full-time job, they still have hours of time for leisure And, of course, a lot of people in the so-called truth movement don't even have jobs, let's be honest. So they've got a lot of time to kill, and they claim they're not watching TV. They're watching hours of YouTube, or they're spending hours in Google Hangouts and Skype calls, man. Back when I was in the FE scene, when I was paying attention to it, I'm telling you right now, it was not uncommon for people to spend hours and hours and hours a day. And I don't want to name any names because I don't want to pick on anybody, but some of the big names at the time... Yes, they were literally in their Google Hangouts for hours a day. So they would they would broadcast for two hours, but that wasn't when the Hangout finished. They would still sit there with their, their so-called friends for hours before and after these calls. Some of them, I'm telling you right now, are spending eight hours a day on the internet just from what I knew of what they were doing. You know what I mean? It's a huge part of their lives. And so the internet, this part of the internet, the Google Hangouts, the Skypes, the YouTubes, this has just taken over from tv so if you hear someone say oh i don't watch tv anymore great what are you doing instead they're not reading books i'll give you the hot tip right now
0: yeah i think a lot of them actually don't uh read books i think they get a lot of their entertainment or actually a lot of their information from uh youtube videos and i I think that's kind of why we see the degradation and the kind of full force in that they, they continue to want to do it. There must be some kind of a positive stimulus in saying, oh, these guys are evil, continuing to point the finger at them, even though really at the end of the day, nobody's actually trying to do anything that's objective. Like we'll see Dell and his shed from beyond the imaginary curve continue to go on about how the water's flat and earth is flat and he, he just needs to travel and, and go to the Antarctic and all this stuff. But there's never any actual push to get anyone to do anything. It's just, Hey, let's talk about it. And that's, that's another uh, kind of inkling to, for us to know that it's just entertainment. And at the beginning, we were guilty of this. Uh, a lot of us were guilty of this watching Jeff C that was entertaining. And we're like, Oh, we're learning. And, and you know, we, we, <laughs> we thought we were going somewhere with that, but really at the end of the day, uh, it's just, we were doing the same thing. Uh, we just thought... We yeah, just, I was. We Dude, thought I
1: was 100%, 100%. I put my hand up. I know it. And that's the point I'm trying to make is like, I know what I got into, why I got into it, what I thought I was doing, what I was really doing. But it didn't take me that long to grow out of it. Whereas there are people in the chat right now as we speak, I know those names. They've been here for as long as I have. And they haven't progressed a single step. And it's because of things like that leads me to suspect... Remember that whole non-player character meme, the whole NPC thing that kind of took over the internet last year? I think there might be some truth in that, man. Some of these people do not demonstrate any capacity for personal development, critical thought, self-reflection. They're the same character today they were five years ago. I think some of these people are effectively non-player characters. I think there are NPCs in the live stream chat right now because if you judge them by their behavior – and their lack of development, what, what other conclusion are you to arrive at? Somebody yeah. like you or me, we can get into this scene and whether it takes us six months, 12 months, 18 months, whatever, we realize this isn't what I thought it was and we develop as people. Some of the people in the live stream chat right now, they're posting the same innate nonsense they were posting three years ago, bro.
0: Yeah, like word it, for word. It's, it's totally uh, a rest of development in my opinion where... You kind of stick on a on a certain thing and and you don't really progress with it you actually regress and i think in the conspiracy the conspiracy realm you start to kind of accept more and more odd things if it actually goes with your your whole narrative so and, and really i i think that you know i watched your video from yesterday we might want to get into about uh missiles <laughs> missiles being a hoax which is pretty interesting but uh you know even with you, I mean, nine eleven, 11 no one died, no one got hurt almost, or or that those weren't real planes and stuff. Uh, I watched those videos a long time ago, uh, September Clues, and I, I feel like it's it's like conspiracy candy. And there's a lot of conspiracy candy out there where they give a compelling case for a conspiracy theorist, or, or so to speak, lack of a better term. Um, and it's kind of like we, we fall for things that we probably shouldn't if we're actually employing logic and reasoning uh, to a to a higher standard, not just, hey, I like the way this feels or I like it because it's conspiracy. But uh, do you want to get into the missiles a little bit?
1: <laughs> Bro, it's your show. We can talk about whatever you like, any topic, throw it at me and we can discuss it. The only point I would make, though, is that when when people disagree with me on topics to do with war or military technology or history or dinosaurs or anything like this, oftentimes they'll, they'll expect of me a one-minute or a 30-second precise synopsis of something that I've made a 20-minute video about. And it's like, well, if I couldn't make that video in 30 seconds, how do you expect me to convince you now in 30 seconds? So I can give you my opinions, Tim, but I'm not here to definitely not here to try and convince you or any of the listeners to agree with me it's if they want to know more go to the youtube channel or go to the website i've got a lot more detail there but we can discuss whatever you like my friend you uh you throw it at me and let's let's see what happens
0: yeah i'm wondering uh what do you think about the the whole spacex thing cuz i mean it really at the end of the day those are actually landing and and this is something that the awake souls channel that's in the chat and ronnie and jason can't actually admit to, but um, and they won't go film it themselves. They just call Red's Rhetorics uh, CGI and Sean Hufford CGI and Soundley's works CGI, all that kind of stuff. But uh, we actually have, it seems, the technology to land not only those rockets, but land them uh, to a very unintuitive way by landing them uh, the, from whence they came basically. So do you think that those are fake as well or what are your thoughts on those? Well, the, the first point
1: I'd make is just the use of people's, the, the pronouns that people use. When people say, oh, we have the technology to do this or we went to the moon. It's no, we did not, you idiot. It's some other group claims to have done that and maybe their claim is true, but we haven't done shit, okay? Even if NASA went to the moon, which obviously I don't believe they did, but let's just say they did. We did not. So do we have the technology to launch a rocket from a platform in the ocean and then land that rocket standing upright? We definitely do not. The question is, does SpaceX? And I I don't think so, no. I don't believe any of the stuff we're told by SpaceX at all. No, personally, I don't believe it. Do you, Timmy, honestly?
0: Uh, to a certain extent. I have to almost. I would. I would really be kind of a, a denier at a certain point. When I went out to the the Bonneville Salt Flats, we used uh, GPS, many different GPS uh, satellites to actually triangulate our positions on Earth. That was kind of one thing for me. There's there's many, and you can do this yourself uh, if you still have your camera or whatever. Uh, ISS transits of the sun or the moon, which would kind of lead one to believe that something with that shape is up there. And then we have people like reds rhetoric who actually has a video of the SpaceX launch, which isn't actually from the uh, ocean launch, but it's from uh, or it's not on the platform that it lands from, but it's actually uh, in Florida. So it, it, he's got a uncut video of it going up, separating and then coming down with the p1000 so i've seen enough evidence to lead me to believe that what they're doing uh is legitimate truthfully
1: well if you have that video if you can find that video and just play a clip for us during this during this call i'd love to see it like you're saying that uh what's his name Uh, red's rhetoric has recorded with his own equipment like a rocket going up and coming down or what what does the video show
0: Uh, it definitely shows the rocket, uh, launching and then the separation, uh, and the engines coming back down. I think, yeah, both of them coming back down and landing, uh, from where they came from. Um, so that, that video actually has over a million views, one of his biggest videos so far. So it's hard for me to believe and I'll try to pull it up here in a bit, but, um. It's hard for me to believe that all of this is fake for some show or some entertainment show. And like I said, with the transits of the ISS and other satellites, I mean, we can go out and actually observe that all the stars are moving, but some of the geosynchronous geo uh, geo satellites are actually not moving. So it, it leads me to believe that this technology is real, uh, and it's not just you know radio. Towers that are on the earth, like a lot of flat earthers try to say.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, if we can find that video, I'm just looking through Red's Rhetoric's channel right now and I can see that he's he's gotten pretty uh pretty decent following now. Thirty thousand subscribers. That's impressive. He's got a couple of videos with a million views. So I remember when this guy was was basically just a, a noob, a noob YouTuber, and it looks like he's uh, stuck with it. So credit to him for that. Of course, for listeners who aren't aware, we had Red's Rhetoric as a guest. On episode 11 of the Baller Skeptic Roundtable, and I can't do the the whole call justice now. It was a three and a half hour call, but let's just say that Reds Rhetoric and his friend Mare Zilla don't know if he's still around. They rage quit. They rage quit when they weren't allowed to just filibuster the call for two hours, speaking their nonsense. We're like, yeah, yeah. We we planned before the call that everybody would get a certain amount of time. And we've just given you three times that amount of time. And you're still rage quitting when we uh, won't let you filibuster us. And that was the same call where Mare Zilla said to him, do you believe you can determine the mass of the earth with heavy balls hanging from the roof of a shed? And of course, his answer is yes. You can determine the mass of the entire earth, the entire earth and the moon and the stars with a device, a contraption, that entails two heavy balls and two smaller balls hanging from the roof of a shed. Yes, he does believe that. And of course he knows how ridiculous that sounds. And so he rage quit as well. Uh, Old Zilla. Do you remember all of that, Tim? Were you watching live at the time?
0: Yeah, I actually have a a friend in the chat that wants you to uh, re-upload that, but I never was comfortable in saying that I believe that to where they can scale up something and say, hey, we got this experiment and we can find the mass of distant stars and distant uh, moon and, and the Earth. And I just think it's uh, wishful thinking uh, a little bit. Maybe the math works, maybe. But I will have to say that Nathan Oakley is in the chat right now. And uh, I would like to say that it was interesting. Uh, you're kind of out of the loop, but I guess there's this guy named Fight the Flat Earth, Fight the Fat Gourd, basically. And uh, as of about... Almost a year ago now, there's actually a group of people that are making money off the backs of flat earthers, going uh, debunking them. So there's a whole new crowd. And that's why Red's Rhetoric has a lot of uh, subscribers. But also this guy, Fight the Flat Earth, has a lot of subscribers uh, comparatively, I guess, you know, 15 or a thousand or less or something where they actually basically have shows where they just call Flat Earthers fucking idiots, but also at the same time say that they're mentally ill. Uh, So there's actually a whole other group of people that like that content that come on and and enjoy it. But not only that, you know, give them $50, $100 super chats. They have Patreon set up to where they're basically full-time jobs being uh, Flat Earth debunkers where a lot of times they get a lot of stuff wrong. So the other day, uh, Nathan Oakley had, uh, you know, Anthony Riley. They're they're still going on with this flat earth debates, which is sometimes funny. Sometimes it's so vile I can't even listen to truthfully and, and whatever. But basically, Anthony Riley is a contrarian and he likes to stir the pot. And he found this article somehow where a guy said that, uh, you know, Newtonian gra- gravity is uh, – superseded by Einsteinian gravity, it snapped the wand in two. So the other crowd, Fight the Flat Earth, uh, the whole debunker crowd actually tried to come out and say, um, actually get that guy on, this guy named George Mooser. And for some reason, they think that that was a win. And actually, it was a complete loss for all the people that were saying that gravity is a force and uh, all these different claims basically so this guy comes on and says that it's it's magic and he says a lot of interesting things where now of course Nathan and, and all that gang is actually uh, starting a whole new um, plethora of, of shit to stir basically but uh, you know the reds rhetoric all the people that used to say that and for a long time gravity's a force this guy comes out and you know quote unquote this is the first guy that actually is you know has a scientific you know degree or, or whatever that has come on to one of these channels and he's the first one to say basically it's not a force and uh but you can kind of act like it's a force and so completely smattering uh, a lot of what was said for a long time which was actually pretty funny but uh you know i'm kind of a I'm kind of a solar system centrist, so to speak. I do believe that the Earth is spinning and rotating around the sun. I think that we, uh, you know, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that these people think that they can, to the point zero, 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 zero one second, uh, find the uh, where the singularity happened and blew up and, and a big bang happened, even though the Andromeda galaxy is coming at us because of gravity, supposedly, and nothing works in, in deep space. Uh, with gravity and gravitational equations. But for some reason, we can say it's gravity that Andromeda's coming here, even though, like I said, everything is expanding uh, because of the Big Bang and stuff. So I think, you know, to a certain degree, I, I find it to be uh, our best explanation. And there I go even saying we and our, but at least the scientists that are uh, qualified in this and have the equipment to do this uh, find it to be the case and I just I could never really go with that but you know then they find a black hole and and the uh, the distance on that is just it's literally for lack of a better term astronomically uh, stupid I mean it's just it is what it is Uh, maybe they found whatever but a lot of deep space stuff to me I don't really think uh, it's kind of a non sequitur when it comes to the shape of the earth which they like to tie in all this stuff but how do you feel about deep space? Do you think that the stars are closer? Because in, in a geocentric world, uh, and you don't like to call it that, but a non-spinning Earth, uh, the stars actually are able to be quite a bit closer than the heliocentric Earth, when when we're going around the sun, and there's this vast distance, six months later that we're on the other side of the sun, it has to be that way. That these stars are ridiculous, unreachable distances away. So, do you have you even thought about that? The the distance.
1: Yeah, I have I say that I think, from a game design standpoint, <laughs> you could put Patricia's face on the moon if you <laughs> wanted to. No, seriously, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So there's a few things I wanted to touch on from what you were saying just there. Firstly, if people believe the earth is flat, that doesn't bother me, Tim. I I know it bothers a lot of people, but it doesn't bother me. I can see why these so-called debates, which are not really debates, attract hundreds of live viewers and lots of super chats because you've got two sides of people cheering on their team. You've got the believers cheering on Red's rhetoric or whatever. And then you've got the flat earth believers cheering on Nathan Oakley or whoever. And this is a very natural human thing. People want to cheer on their side and they will support their guy. They'll send him $5 super chat or $10 super chat. And then after the so-called debate, they'll go off into their own camps and then Red's rhetoric will do another live show. And then Nathan Oakley will do his own live show. And they'll all tell each other that they won the debate, blah, blah, blah. They'll come back and do it the next week, but this isn't this isn't isolated to Flat Earth. This is what humans do with football, boxing, UFC. This is a very common human thing we want someone to cheer for, we want someone to support, We want to feel like our team's winning. it's It's not just a Flat Earth thing where people do this. And if they're happy, if people are happy supporting Red rhetoric that's cool. I've got no problem with that. If people are happy supporting Nathan Oakley. If they're happy, man, like I don't, I don't have an issue with it and I haven't had an issue for a long time, which is probably why I got out of it, man, a couple of years ago. I'm like, you know what? I just don't care anymore. Do you remember that Robbie Davidson incident? Do you remember Robbie yeah, Davidson?
0: The Bitcoin this, thing, yeah.
1: yeah. So Robbie Davidson is – and look, I don't know what he's doing with his life these days. So Everything I'm saying is based on a couple of years ago and that goes for all of these people. I don't know what they're doing with their lives these days. But a couple of years ago, Robbie Davidson was organising the Flat Earth International Conference 2017. And I saw him doing the rounds, being interviewed by all these people. And I thought, well, who is this guy? And I happen to be pretty good at research. It's what I do. And so I thought, I'm going to research who this guy is. And what I discovered was that a couple of years prior, he'd been running this uh, Bitcoin giveaway. But what was supposed to happen was the winner was supposed to be able to choose between X thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin or cash or The car, the car that he was using to tour North America. But I couldn't find any evidence that anybody had won this competition. So Robbie had been driving all around North America and he'd been getting people to take photos and post them to social media to go into the draw to win. But I didn't find any evidence that anybody had won. So I made some videos about this saying, hey, guys, you know, the person who's running your conference, it appears as though he's got some history in Bitcoin, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But he was running a competition where there was apparently no winner, which would be a bad thing, I would say. That's very unethical. Uh, What do you guys make of this? And then in the weeks following, all of a sudden, this winner came out of nowhere. And I'll see if I can find a video. Maybe we can play it now, like later in this call, where there's this guy who's clearly reading from a script. He's clearly being put up to this, where he's like, oh, hey, I'm the guy who won uh, Robbie Davidson's competition and uh, I chose the cash and I used it to go traveling and I just wanted to clear all of that up. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that was it. And I was like, well, this is obviously fake. And all of the Flat Earth were like, yay, we knew we could trust you, Robbie. We knew you would never have a fake competition. And it's like, if these people can't see what just happened, then then this is beyond hope. And I just left the scene, Tim. I'm like, you know what? If these people are happy with Robbie Davidson, Mark Sargent, and Patricia Steer, jaron jaronism all these people if they're happy with these people as their leaders good luck to them you know it doesn't who cares man i i i moved on man i but in saying that if people do care that's cool as well if the people like no no i'm gonna take down Geronism, i'm gonna take down nathan oakley i'm gonna expose these people as frauds okay cool you know if that makes you happy
0: yeah. He's basically, he's basically done the same thing. And nowadays he's doing, uh, a whole flat earth conference. Uh, he's still doing that, which I know you were around when he was doing that, but, uh, his last one, he probably made 50 to 80 grand off of. So, uh, I always said,
1: on, on, probably Davidson you're saying made serious coin from another conference.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. The last one was at the Denver one. And actually, you know what? You might actually want to look into this. Um, What's his face? Uh, One of the biggest YouTubers. A big one. Uh, Logan Paul went there and did a documentary there. And so he's got Robbie in there, Skeletor, Dracula-looking dude. Uh, Basically trolled them the whole time, pretending like he was a flat earther. Even got up on stage. I won't even ruin it for you, but you you need to go watch that because it, it ended up being a complete troll. And I I never knew that Logan was so smart. He's he's actually a pretty smart dude, even though he's kind of joking around and and fooling everybody. But, um, he completely trolled the whole flat earth community and Robbie has to come out and do damage control on Patty steers. And so I ended up calling him from uh, sergeant's number and, and started talking to him. And uh, he's like, who is this? Is this John? I was like, yeah, even though it was from sergeant's number. So I don't know if that's sergeant's handler or something. But he ended up uh, saying he talked to I had like a five minute conversation until I was like, oh, this is Tim Osman. <laughs> but uh, basically what, what happened was um, he had to come out on all these different channels and have damage control and and say oh, I'll never let this happen again and I mean th- this guy it's it's crazy to me that the flat earthers don't actually see like the the PR the the public relations side of Mark Sargent, Robbie Davidson, all these people where they where they continue to ha- try to have kind of a certain perception on the flat earthers and uh really 2019 has been an interesting year for flat earth. Uh you probably didn't see but there's a Netflix uh movie called uh Be- beyond the curve or behind the curve or something and where they followed around bob and Jaron. i mean this has millions of views now man uh where basically it leads the viewer to believe that Jaron, through this this uh experiment the quote-unquote experiment that they were walking around and filming him on proved the uh the uh curve of the earth And that Bob actually proved the spin of the earth because Bob was getting into this fiber optic gyro that has uh, very sensitive XYZ using uh, the Sagnac Sagnac effect. So it actually turns out that it did, even after all the shit that Bob was going through and saying that it wouldn't do this, it showed 15 degrees uh, per hour rotation when you take the latitude and you take all the XYZ. Uh, um, values into it so the whole basically movie is not really making fun of flat earthers but at the same time they had all these uh these kind of uh college people come on and say talk about dunning-kruger effect and conspiracies all throughout all of their flat earth things and they went to the denver meetup i think it was the denver the one before that where they uh ended up showing you know how just eccentric these flat earthers are you know some of them having a, a flat earth, you know motorcycle that's electric and and all this just paraphernalia and bullshit and stuff so uh and then there was uh, another national geographic one that they went out and mark Sargent went out there and tried to get his face on there because he loves to be on camera for some reason Um, and that one showed that the earth is curved, uh, leads one to believe that the earth is curved at least. So they've had like three different, like pretty big movies come out within, uh, late 2018, 2019, that absolutely make them look like even bigger goons than they, than they actually are. But, uh, I wasn't
1: aware of of that, but we, I was saying years ago, you were saying years ago, flat earth isn't going away. There's no stopping this. It's a cottage industry. There's a bunch of people who've made their way to the top, which means they can capitalize on it, not just financially, but also socially. You know, humans humans tend to have a, a social structure, which is kind of like, if you can imagine, not a pyramid, almost like a funnel. You know, they want a few people at the top to cheer, to look up to, to give them advice, or to tell them how to live their lives. This is how most humans, most of the lemmings are. And so in flat earth, you've got the same thing. You've got a few people at the top, whether it's Jaronism or Bob or Mark Sargent or Robbie Davidson running his conferences, you've got these people who are now established at the top. They've got all of their little underlings who are really into flat earth. And this is never going away. The names and the faces might change, but the the basics of it, the basic social structure, this isn't going away. They'll still be there in two years, five years, probably in 10 or 20 years. There's there's no stopping this. And the point I've made to you in the past, and I'm not trying to criticize you, is just you know, you and I, we're not going to stop that. And I should know because I tried, man. And so did you from what I remember. We were were the only two guys releasing videos, debunking these people or showing how they changed their story. They would say one thing. Oh, yeah, if if you can prove that that happened, then yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely renounce flat earth. And then three months later, that evidence comes to light. I never said that. You shit, did you, idiot? You're on camera. So that, that would change their story. I was showing this, you were showing this. We were the, from what I remember, we were two of the only guys doing this. Forget Red's rhetoric and these other clowns who are easily dismissed because they can believe, they believe you can weigh the earth with heavy balls in a shed. (laughs) Forget those people. In terms of people saying, no, I'm happy to look into flat earth. I'm happy to entertain their arguments. I even believe some of their arguments, but here's the problems. We were the only ones doing it, man, and we didn't stop anything. There's no stopping it. It's just. It is what it is now. Do you know what I mean? That's my opinion. I could be wrong. If you have a different opinion, that's cool. But there's
0: no stopping. It was definitely definitely something that I uh, naively, like I said, uh, was going to... I thought that you could, with rhetoric and logic and reasoning, come out and just tell them about the observable facts of the Earth that don't show a flat Earth. And for like two plus years... And then I decided to use some of my equipment, get a bunch of other equipment to go out to a beautiful place, Great Salt Lake, and do some observations out there and Lake Tahoe because I travel a lot. Um, and basically, then I showed that evidence and it wasn't good enough. So it took me a while to kind of get uh, it down a little bit. What you were just saying about how it's just it's kind of a, a group mentality a thing where they don't care. They're gurus like Jaron. He's making over $1,500 a month just through Patreon uh, to continue this narrative. So, you know, when money starts to be involved with this kind of stuff, I feel for the most part, and you might be a little bit different because you say whatever the hell you want to and don't care like myself, but uh it seems like to me that's when i start shutting off to people when they're you know creating patreons over a meme and they're, they're you know super chats and all this stuff it, it shows me that they're not really out for the truth and and really if you you're building a business kind of like yourself but you're they're building a business off of a meme a flat earth conspiracy and if they were to basically come out and say the earth is a sphere, which is the truth, they would get uh Tiger Dan effect and they would stop their business. So they want the gravy train to continue, keep on rolling. And people like Jaron, I mean, it's almost like he's just shut off to the world. It's like his eyes are glazed over and he's just like, yeah, I'll have Anthony Riley on. He'll talk about relative density and buoyancy and all this stuff. Just just rehashed bullshit. And uh, he continues to use NASA and say that they're fake, and if you want to believe that you're in a boat, and and all this just rhetoric that he continues to do for years and years, because this is his job, and and it's like I don't feel bad for saying that because it's obvious, and and for flat earthers to not understand that, not understand that you know it would be better for a more open source or 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 like a, a more intellectually honest movement uh, to be the flat Earth, well. They're gone. I mean, you have Robbie Davidson putting on these things where literally flat earthers, like you said, most of them probably don't even have jobs or unemployed, misemployed, underemployed, and they're spending uh, like a thousand dollars to get out, you know, through a plane or driving out uh, with with per diem and hotel arrangements and uh, the cost of the the whole thing. So just to meet up with each other, and like you said before, uh, you know, at a certain point you start to see that. Uh, you're not going to change it number 1 but also they're they're happy with their their servitude towards this narrative where it's like hey that's you know i i was angry at first and that's why i did some of the things that were a little bit more nasty i suppose you could say but nowadays, I've changed a lot where I've realized that there's no changing it. And there's also kind of like no winning an argument with a a complete ignoramus. They're they're just going to continue to be used by these people. And a lot of, you know, you look at the other side of the coin where mainstream media and and all this stuff. I mean, everybody is, is divided. And I think that you know, flat earth also helped me to not be on the bandwagon, any bandwagon. I'm on my own bandwagon. I have my own thoughts and opinions. And I, you know, I, I spoke with Mick West and it's interesting to bounce ideas off of people. And he had a, a decent explanation for some things. Um, and, You know, I incorporate that in my own thinking and it's not this whole, uh, you know, oh, I'm going to watch this person now or oh, I'm going to I'm going to, you know, be a part of this whole group. Whereas before where we were five years ago, you know, this Jeff C thing, I was just coming into the the Google Hangouts Live kind of thing. uh, That's what it was. It was basically the same as uh, as what flat earth behavior is, basically.
1: Well, yeah, there's a lot to to unpack there. With the the people like journalism, my attitude is he is giving his audience what they want. And the evidence for that is that they keep tuning in, they keep subscribing, they keep liking, they join up as his Patreon. He's giving those people what they want. And we live in a world where this is how it works. People, even people who don't have jobs still get government jibs or whatever. So, People have a certain amount of money and money is a very specific form of energy that they can give to things. They can give their time, their effort, their labor, their money to Netflix or to the cinemas to go and, and watch the latest uh, Marvel film, or they can give it to people like journalism, or they can go down to their local church on a Sunday and give their money there. This, this is how the world works. So there's a market for people who claim to be taking on NASA. That used to be their story, and I'm sure it still is. We're taking down NASA. They actually used to say that a few years ago. (laughs) We're going to take down NASA. And they used to have a a moral, like a virtuous self-righteousness. It's like, oh, NASA's stealing, what is it, billions of dollars a year or something, which is not real. That's another fake story. But we're going to stop NASA because they're stealing your taxpayer dollars. And people are like, yeah, I want to invest like emotionally into this story I will give you $5 or $10 or whatever. And so people like journalism, Bob and all the rest of them they're just giving people what they want. And it, you and I can sit here and say, "Oh well, that's it's wrong to take advantage of people." Who's to say what's taking advantage of people? You could you could argue that the audience are taking advantage of journalism because look at that guy now. Look look at what his his life is his life is sitting there and rehashing the same tired empty nonsense. But he's been saying for four years, you know, people who end up in that situation, they're not always happy. Yeah. So who's taking advantage of who in that situation? This is just how the world works. And and that's why I don't, I don't pick on flat earth. I, it's just one of – I mean, have you ever been to a Pentecostal church? I had a friend who was a Pentecostal uh, church member once, and he invited me to his church. And I'm like, sure, I'll go. I'm open-minded. Bro, you should see what goes on in there. The guy – it was like for youth. It was like the youth um, – they have like different services. This guy took me to like the youth service. All these young people are all dressed up and it's it's crazy shit. Anyway, a guy gets up the front and he gives his sermon and he's talking about the Bible and about the truth and all this crap. And it was a performance because what he would do is he would reach a crescendo of this part of his performance. Then he would read out some Bible passage that he pretends, says that you should give money. And guess what gets passed around at that time? The buckets. Yeah. The bucket's where you put the money. So it's a performance. He'll speak for 10 or 15 minutes. He will build up to the crescendo. And of course, as we know from Matthew, blah, blah, blah. And in the bucket's it's all It's all about it's all about making people feel a certain way to give their money. Whether it's church, whether it's flat earth, whether it's the cinemas, Marvel. You go to a Marvel film, they want you to leave that film thinking, man, I can't wait for the next one. It's all the same thing. Yeah. So people like, I'm not trying to defend Jaron or Bob or any of these people, but I think they're just giving the audience what they want, no,
0: I and I agree. don't think there's
1: anything inherently wrong with that.
0: I agree. They they are to a certain extent, and I was actually just, I think last night, uh, reading about the Jim Jones cult, and it kind of shows the the depths of of humanity where you, you get kind of locked in in a certain group, and uh, it can be very very strong, and someone can be so pers- uh, persuasive that basically they can, uh, tell you to drink the Kool-Aid, so to speak. And so, you know, there's a lot in the past that we can kind of look at. I mean, these mega churches and all this stuff, uh, are, are designed to kind of play off the, the known, you know, through NLP and the known, um, uh, mentality of humans. And so it, it's kind of unfortunate that there aren't more free thinkers out there. Uh, even the the globe, uh, the globe people, the the flat earth debunkers now, they're all on the same uh, ticket when you when you're talking about, oh, you're just an anti-vaxxer or you're a 9-11 conspiracy theorist. I mean, they haven't even looked at it, man. They, they might have remembered the day where they saw where within an hour or two, they, they knew it was Osama bin Laden. And um, total kangaroo court, he was never there was never any court about that. You know, they 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 gave him a a sea burial and uh, no none of the Marines and none of the Navy people could actually see it. So they don't know a lot of the uh, a lot of aspects of of what we know as far as just actually researching into it and coming up with your own opinion on things. Uh, They would rather kind of be a part of that, that whole gang. And so that we see that with everything, just like uh, football here in America, where, oh, I mean, I've, I've been to a Nebraska game, the Cornhuskers. Uh, at Texas, and they're they're such rivals that people were like about to get in a fight with us because we enjoyed watching the Huskers. I mean, it's just that that's just how people are. They're very tribalistic, and it's something maybe, uh, through our evolution, which which you probably don't (laughs) believe in, but um, it's definitely a, a human, a human aspect that that we're dealing with with all this stuff. And yeah, at the end of the day, uh, you know, if people are not understanding that they're just getting entertainment out of it and that they're, that it does make them happy, then really who am I to come through and, and try to shit on their parade and say, Hey, I'm, I'm an old school truther and I'm trying to tell you the truth about the shape of the earth. Well, they don't want to hear it. They they want to be a part of the group. They want to be a, a part of the narrative and it's okay. At the end of the day, I, you know, it took me a while to understand this. And unfortunately I, <laughs> Well, fortunately, it's it's actually made me a better person, truthfully, this this whole experience. And, and it's really weird that, that Flat Earth did it for me because all of these hoaxes and stuff that I used to think about, like Sandy Book and all, all this kind of stuff, I, I was very on board with the hoax side of it. And then when Flat Earth came and I did my own research within two weeks, and I was never a Flat Earther, I think you kind of still get that wrong, but... Uh, I was looking into it. I mean, I, I even told my parents about it. I was telling my, my ex-girlfriend about it and stuff. Hey, watch this, man. And, and then I did my own research because that's usually what I do. And, and so then it became clear that this is a lie. So then I was very violent about it. I was like, Hey, this is a fucking psyop. You know, they're, they're going to tar us all with the same brush. And, and that's what they've done ultimately, truthfully. But, um, But it's been quite, quite an experience. And it's so weird for me to say that Flat Earth has changed my life in such ways. But, you know, uh, there's been a lot of death threats. There's been a lot of people trying to dox me and fail doxing me. And, uh, you know, Jeff Stewart's and IPS's Infinite Plane Society, where they uh, want people to go and harass innocent people. And, you know, all of it. All of it, I take it all in and it's all a learning experience. But for them, it seems as though it's just an entertainment experience. And that's why I want to get back onto the whole uh, aspect. And I, I actually got this from you uh, as far as the whole NPC thing, because you had a video about it quite a while ago. But I think that it actually might have some legitimacy. I, to a certain extent, our, our brains or what we know about it seem to be some kind of a device that, like a computer, Uh, In certain ways where they're programmed quite literally through the uh, mass media and and different aspects where they're kind of just running on their program and they're not able to kind of think outside the box, color outside the lines kind of thing. So do you kind of do you kind of feel that that is uh, something that could be? the case. I mean, people are yeah, almost
1: what is going on. Let me make an analogy for you, right? Imagine that you've got a machine that has a computer as it's at the center of it, you know, like what we would imagine is kind of like the computer's brain. Yeah. And this machine is able to change its own microprocessor. It's, it's able to open up its own brain, if you like, and make changes to it. Imagine a, a machine or a computer that could do that. I think people like myself we're analogous to that. I can look at my own beliefs and go, hold on a second. Why do I believe that? I'm going to go and look into that, and then I can change my mind. And those of us who can do that, we assume that all the other humans can do that as well, but actually look at their behavior. No, they can't. People like John Watson in the live chat is literally typing the same shit today that he was typing three years ago. What evidence has he shown me that is able to reflect on his own thoughts and change his own opinions? I have no evidence that that's the case. So with people like me, you can look through my whole video catalogue from 2014 through today, and you can see the gradual change. You can say, well, in 2015, he thought that the horizon rises to eye level argument was a good argument. But as we can see here in 2016, he released a video saying why he used to believe that and why he's changed his mind. So you can see progression and development, whereas with the vast majority of humans who you interact with, there is actually no evidence that they progress or develop, that they reflect on their own thoughts, that they analyze their own thoughts, that they take a step back and wonder, why do I believe that? I'm going to look into it further. And so I think the NPC meme, the non-player character meme, yeah, it was a meme, it was funny, ha, 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 but I think there's some genuine truth to it as a model for understanding people. If you can interact with someone for two, three, four, five years and see no evidence that they're able to assess their own beliefs, then at a certain point you have to ask yourself, Why do I believe this person is able to assess their own beliefs? And usually it's because we can. So we we project what we can do onto them, but they can't do this. And I put to the vast majority of people who you interact with every day, they never demonstrate any evidence that they can critically assess their own beliefs, which is why they continue to believe complete nonsense, even when it's been shown to be nonsense. I hope that explanation makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think, uh, and it was because of your video. And I've I kind of grew up on um, things like EverQuest, which was a one of the first massive multiplayer online role playing games. And then I went into uh, World of Warcraft like early, early on as a kid. And uh, you know there are NPCs, so it kind of they were programmed to be and do certain things. And it's almost as if Uh, there is something to that, that these people are, you know, or maybe it's partially that they're, they're programming themselves to act like this. And, and really at the end of the day, how would, how would we actually determine that we're not part of that? You know, maybe our program is, is that of one that actually questions things and and actually has opinions. But then again, we do, you know, looking kind of introspectively right? um, through them vicariously kind of see the behavior and and the commonality of behavior. And it seems uh, pretty clear at this point to me, but did you want to get into uh, some of these videos?
1: Yeah. So we've got a couple of clips here and right now on the screen, you've got Bin Laden's cave. (laughs) And so this, this particular video was apparently broadcast on American TV. It's from meet the press. And it's this is before Bin Laden was captured. This is back when Bin Laden was the boogeyman. And I'm sure some of the listeners have seen this before, but a lot of them might not be familiar with it. It's only one minute. It's a one-minute clip. And, yeah, it's it, it blows me away that more people don't know about this.
0: Cool, yeah. I mean, man, before, before I, I met conspiracy, these kinds of things – Uh, I had this naive approach, uh, this naive thought that, like, the news was supposed to be truthful. And then now you can kind of look at it, uh, almost third person looking at it, uh, where it's it's just, I mean, well, let's get into this.
2: There was constant discussion about him hiding out in caves. And I think many times the American people have a perception that it's a little hole dug out of a side of a mountain. Oh, no. This is it. This is a fortress. Yes. A complex, (laughs) multi-tiered bedrooms and offices on the top, as you can see. Secret exits on the side and the en- and on the bottom. Cut deep to avoid thermal detection. A ventilation <laughs> system to allow people to breathe and to carry on. The entrance is large enough to drive trucks and even tanks. Even computer systems and telephone systems. It's a very sophisticated operation. Oh, you bet. This is serious business. And, and there's not one of those. There are many
0: of those. Wow. I actually don't remember that one, but it's... Not too surprising to have Rumsfeld there uh, purporting that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so he's basically trying to tell America, tell the world, oh, this Bin Laden boogeyman, he has underground fortresses all throughout that little part of the world, whether it's Afghanistan or wherever in the Middle East this was. He's got fortresses underground that are not dissimilar to Stargate SG-1's underground fortress in that sci-fi series, right? Of course, this is all complete nonsense. So if you can have Donald Rumsfeld on the TV making claims like this, and of course none of it's true, nothing ever happens to him, nothing happens to anybody, then at that point you have to ask yourself why you would believe a single thing that you're told by the television. Why would you believe a single thing that the TV tells you? Why? Why would anyone believe it?
0: Yeah, there's a there's a certain point I've I've seen this throughout where people are so disenfranchised through this, where they kind of come to the conspiracy realm and they start seeing these types of videos uh, and they get the only word I can use is very disenfranchised by the mainstream media. And they they have uh, almost to uh, detriment, in my opinion, at some points. But it, it seems like they just shut off completely. Uh, what they're saying, and and really, it's not too far fetched to even do this. You know, I think Jaren's even made a comment before. If your, if your girlfriend, you know, is known to be lying to you and she cheated on you and, and all this stuff, well, you're probably gonna know that, you know, that can happen, or or that the, she's a liar or, or whatever. So, it's not too far fetched uh, to say, yeah. I mean, why would I start? putting all of my trust in these people that clearly have an agenda to spread, uh, mostly when it comes to, uh, wartime stuff and, and propaganda about pharmaceuticals and uh, a lot of different things. So it it is, I'm glad that you brought that up. Actually, you want to get into this one?
1: Yeah, this one here is Harley guy. And Anybody who's interested in conspiracy theories, whether you are a conspiracy theorist who identifies that way or you're somebody who doesn't believe in conspiracy theories or anything like this, this one here, this um, Harley guy should be a staple. He should be something that everybody in this scene knows. He's, uh, He's a phenomenal performance actor. Check this out
2: humbling down. Uh, We want to bring in Mark Walsh, who's a a, a freelancer for Fox. You live just a few blocks away and witnessed... Dude, I was I I live on the 43rd floor of a building, which is five
3: blocks from the World Trade Center itself. I witnessed the entire thing from beginning to end. People talk about how it
2: looked like a movie. I know when I came walking down here early this morning and saw both towers on fire, and people on every street corner, it was was like a movie, but you watched the planes hit the towers. I was watching with my roommate. It was approximately several
3: minutes after the first plane had hit. I saw this plane come out of nowhere and just ream right into the side of the Twin Tower, (laughs) exploding through the other side. And then I Witness both towers collapse one first and then the second mostly due to structural failure because the fire was just too intense uh,
2: obviously there were there were a lot of people inside the buildings at the time
3: um, from the seventh precinct, uh, the first precinct, the fire department right here the seventh truck, they, those guys are all right there at, at ground zero when those things went down and god bless i know there's a lot of guys there that were around there and hopefully they made it out
2: what was happening around you and the streets around you as this was all going down?
3: absolute pandemonium from my viewpoint up forty three floors i could see people running like ants just absolutely scurrying for their lives billows of smoke coming through the streets just walking down the street just pushing everybody back and then several minutes after, it looked like it had just snowed over the entire area.
2: Yeah, the, the, the debris, the soot was thick on the street. There's still a, a dusting of it out here. Uh, but, but when I when I was standing here and the towers collapsed, we we saw police officers running for their lives, screaming, get back, get back, get back. And I'll tell you, that's a wake-up call when you see cops running for their lives. And people, too, women's pushing baby carriages, that sort of thing.
3: Well, you had the first tower first. That went, When that first went down, it just pushed everybody back. And it was a good 15 minutes before the second tower finally right. collapsed. Yeah. And it was just overwhelming. And by that point, it was just insane. Well,
2: well... I'm hearing a lot of similar stories from people who were inside the building. One gentleman we spoke to earlier today, John, uh, was
0: on the 77th floor and said it was a. I like I like their their sourcing of this, you know, somebody that works for Fox and he comes out with this narrative that basically uh, the building fell due to structural, uh, you know, damage and and fire. And he had all this. It seemed I mean, he's a good shill. But <laughs> sure.
1: why I don't understand why people criticize Fox News. Fox News had the truth right within hours of the event. You don't need any investigations. This guy had already worked the whole thing out. This Fox freelancer, Mark Walsh, had already worked out that the buildings collapsed mostly due to structural failure because the fires were just too intense. Okay, who needs a NIST report? Who needs anything? This guy's worked it out. Fox News making a live break to a Fox freelancer who witnessed the entire thing from beginning to end, yeah, on the day of the event. So when people are trying to process all of this, they're being given the official story right there and then. Phenomenal, isn't it?
0: It, it really is. And, and kind of after these kinds of uh, things that I've been through, I started noticing where their sourcing comes from. They'll, they'll just say uh, officials or people at the State Department or or whatever. So basically they can say anything because there's no actual uh, source that could actually be responsible for if it's true or the legitimacy, if it's not true or, or whatever of, of the content that they're providing.
1: Well, who's going to double check? That's the whole point. Like, who, who can double check what they're saying? If old mate says that he lives on the 43rd floor of a nearby apartment building, well, how, how can I check any of this? No, you can't. No, none of us can. That guy, that guy who we call Harley guy because he's wearing a Harley shirt or a Harley um, top of some type or a hat as he's saying as all of this, who is this guy? Like the, I, I don't even know who this guy is. All I have about this guy is that video. I don't know what he did subsequently. I don't know if he's still alive. I don't know if he still works. for. I don't know anything about him. All I know is that on the day of 9-11, supposedly, they broadcast live, L-I-V-E, live footage, and he was there to tell everyone, hey, I saw the planes ream into the Twin Towers, yeah, because that's part of what he's doing as well. He's not just saying that the buildings fell due to uh, structural failure because the fires were just too intense. He's there to say, oh, I saw the planes go into the buildings, I saw planes ream into the side of the Twin Towers, exploding through the other side, right? So he's also planting that idea in people's minds. Yeah, he's, people he, believe it.
0: he's he's planting the narrative. But also, he also says that from beginning to end. So a lot of people, I mean, I guess, you know, the, the film crew that was out there that got the first plane supposedly, uh, nobody, obviously, if it happened exactly how they said it would, uh, would be expecting to be looking towards the World Trade Center as this first plane comes in. And of course, people that were on the street or or, or whatever, you know, some people would have seen that or heard it or whatever. But this guy was there, uh, your eye in the sky <laughs> right there, where he comes down with the narrative to plant in the minds of, of the people. And, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of uh, engineers and just kind of question themselves you know that that doesn't seem right uh even from the the first time they saw it so uh, you know it's it's astounding because their their subsequent newscasts were obviously replaying this or other uh, other uh, interviews with shills on the street or whatever so it's it's quite interesting how they work but it's it's very i mean really we can't even say that this guy here, the the news anchor or whatever, has any knowledge that this guy perhaps has, you know, like he's he's been given a script to go out and run out there and say that this guy could be just a dude. Hey, uh, we got this guy coming down and, and go ahead and interview him and, and whatever. And this guy could be none the wiser.
1: Yeah. And as as viewers, and I mean, I wasn't in America when all this happened. Obviously, this is just footage that's on YouTube that we're told was broadcast live but anyone who's watching this chances are they're in shock they've just heard that there's an attack blah 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 it's all just seeping straight into their brain isn't it they're not there's no filter of who is this guy why is he telling this story can i trust him it's just information straight into their head it's programming isn't it it yeah. is programming yeah people were programmed to believe that planes flew into the buildings that day now here we are in 2019 18 years later most people still do believe that planes flew into the buildings and maybe they did. I don't know. But what is my, what is my real evidence? A bunch of, bunch of videos that don't seem to corroborate with each other and don't make any sense based on the physics that I know and the testimony of Mark Harley Guy Walsh. That's my evidence that planes flew into buildings. Gee, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust that, you see, but who's going to, who's going to question this stuff? You know, who's going to question it? It's This we're getting into areas where most people will never question anything. You know, they've they've got they've got their preferred theory, either the official story or their preferred conspiracy theory. Oh, it was an inside job. The idea that maybe what we were presented on TV wasn't real at all. Well, that doesn't fit. That doesn't fit their current belief. So they're going to get uh, triggered. They're going to get angry. They're not going to entertain what's being said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you want me to play the rest of that or do we get the hint of that?
1: Now, that's the good part. I wanted yes. to say, by the way, I listened to your interview with Mick West, which was fantastic. I liked it how you asked him, "Do you believe that passports <laughs> can just survive a plane explosion?" Like, do you believe that? And you could you could notice there was a there was a perceptible change in his tone of voice, where he's like, uh, "Yeah," like he he went from being very confident, very well spoken, and he I, I really enjoyed listening to that guy. He was he was much nicer to listen to than I expected. But he went from being, you know, um, confident but humble, like in a kind of British kind of way, to all of a sudden, uh, yeah, passports could survive. You know what I mean? Like he, he knows that's ridiculous, but he's committed. He's emotionally and um, maybe socially committed to this idea that the official story is real. So if the official story involves passports surviving an explosion and you were like, well, how could that happen? And he's like, oh, well. They would have been at the front of the plane, and uh, the passport could have been in his pocket. And it's like, mate, what, the, what, the,
0: what is this nonsense? Yeah, it's insane. And then he he's like, I, I want to make a a test to uh, blow something up and see if the passport survives or whatever. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, uh, well, it's like his non sequitur before about how humans can go over there and and take a building down by you know high you know uh, lifting something up and then one floor falls down or whatever. It's like, how are you gonna match the amount of force if that was the case? Obviously, and I I do believe that planes were there obviously, but if that was the case that planes flew into it. There's absolutely no way that we're going to match that type of force, that type of explosion that, you know, that man, uh, it's very interesting. But I do have this kind of reminds me of what you were just saying up on screen. This this zombie woof guy came on and said the fact that you can't believe that a passport could survive the 9-11 plane crash is astounding. Then what does he go into? Muslim terrorists have been threatening the United States with attacks for decades. I've been trying to find this comment, but it must I I don't know where if you delete it or whatever. But there's there are people like this that uh, are so involved with the mainstream narrative that they they don't have the the logic and reasoning that can go outside the bounds and say. And really, that's not even that crazy, dude, like to think. Uh, a plane crashing and then a, a passport is unscathed. I asked him unscathed was the word I used as well. And it's like, no, dude, I mean that, that plane, you know, and and all the burning and all this kind of stuff, it just, it just so happened that somebody found it so that they could pretty much come up with the, the narrative to, uh, well, it's these hijackers. I mean, it's astounding, dude.
1: Well, this, this comment you're reading, this is what we would call a non sequitur. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he wants to argue with you about the, the passport surviving. Okay. He goes straight to talking about how the terrorists have been threatening. Let's just pretend it's true that so-called terrorists have been threatening the US. That has nothing to do with whether or not a passport can survive <laughs> the explosion. Okay. So this is an obvious non sequitur, but the lemmings, the non-player characters, they don't even, they've never heard the term non sequitur, or if they have heard it, they don't understand it. Okay. They've never taken any courses in logic. They don't know what they're talking about. So they'll come to you, they'll argue with you with fallacies, not because they're trying to be fallacious. They literally don't know any better. And this is Zombie Woof Dude whose comment you're reading out, classic example. Yeah. And once, once you study, and I'm sure you, you can relate to this, once you study logic, you study the fallacies, you work out. In my case, I worked out all the fallacies that were in my head, all the things I believed fallaciously. Once you get into the practice of doing that, all of a sudden when you talk to the average lemming, all you're hearing is fallacies. You're like, this person is just a walking, talking, logical fallacy. The lemmings, the average people out there on the streets, driving in their cars, on the train on the way to work, they, they are just full of fallacies that don't have any capacity for, for critical thought, for consistent, internally consistent critical thought. And it's not their fault they've never been trained, of course, in, uh, in critical thought. Yeah. And, and this is why like, people think, oh, um, you know, the evil elite, they they run the show however they want and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, democracy is a sham. It's not real. Do you really want these people voting for the leader? Do you really want that? Do you really want the average person who thinks the way that this zombie wolf character thinks, do you really want them choosing who's in charge? Yeah. Like, could could you imagine if nuclear bombs were real and if the masses actually did get to elect the leader? Man, what a disaster that would be. Thank God that nuclear bombs are a hoax. Thank God that democracy is a hoax and voting doesn't make a difference. Because if you let these lemmings choose who is in charge, man, it would be a disaster.
0: So instead... They're they're easily swayed.
1: Instead, they give the people like a pressure valve, like a pressure release valve. Oh, yes, little lemmings, every four years, you get to decide who's in charge. Off you go. Go and vote now. Yeah, and it's all a big circus. I think it's much better this way than if... People really could, if the masses really could decide who's in charge. No, that'd be a disaster, I think.
0: And uh, I think for for some reason, or maybe obvious reasons, um, I, I think there's something to be tied into uh, how the movies are looking more and more fake with the CGI, where people will start to believe uh, kind of like this is reality, where another a case that I'm thinking of is... There's a story that was a shooting with an AR-15, just one of, you know, 50 that they've put on the news or whatever as of recent. But this one was within, I think, a year and a half where a girl and I. Tra- this is funny. I'll get into it here in a second. I tried your tactic here in a second. But this girl was supposedly in a Holocaust class and a person came in with a AR-15, you know, started shooting up people, shot one of her friends and I'm pretty sure it was Anne Frank or something, but she picked up a book, and the book she she used it as a shield, and she was like, ah, oh, it was a pretty thin book, too. And the book was shot by the AR fifteen and stopped the bullet from from killing her. So I think that uh the news, they're getting more and more audacious with some of these claims to see what they can even get past on these people to where. Reality isn't even it's a it's a complete uh, disillusion for people because they have they're they're on the main the mainstream track of believing that that uh, you know all of the the officials and the news and stuff are, are telling us the truth. Well, when they sit there and tell you that somebody held up a thin book and it stopped an AR-15, I I haven't I mean it's it's incredible, dude. It's incredible. And and some of these things, uh, I forget what it was called. There was another one uh, not too long ago, I guess, in like Los Angeles, and basically a guy came in and started shooting or whatever. And uh, the the I was just watching last night because IPS said something about it, and I, my whole conspiratorial bias came out and was like, oh my god, the the sheriff or whatever came out and said that one of the the one of the police officers had died and he's sitting there doing the the normal like he can't hold back his laughter and then you start looking at some of these people on the streets and uh, you know they're smiling and laughing uh and trying to hold in and, and pretend and act like this has this had happened and then you watch the video and the guy walks in and, and everybody literally at the same time laid down and and everybody else walked out, or ran out probably real people, but then you have, you know, some, some actors or something. I have no idea how it works, but I I swear not only they're like, this is graphic video, you know, it was on like ABC or something. This is a graphic video. And it literally looked like uh worse graphics than like super Mario brothers. As far as like 16 bit, like they, they completely blurred out everything, but you got the main gist that everybody at the same time hit the deck (laughs) <laughs> who was in on it, it seems like, in my opinion, and everybody else ran out. And not only that, but the same some of the same survivors from Las Vegas were there at this Los Angeles bar, like many of them, not just one or two or three, like many of them were the same people that got shot at at that huge Las Vegas uh, shooting, you know, two or three years ago from from the. uh from the window or whatever. But yeah, the same people were involved. It's like they're yeah. reporting on it.
1: Yeah. I heard about that one. I never looked into that one enough to kind of come up with my opinions on it. But in the, in the live chat, there's a guy, let me just read this out. Uh, let me see. I had it just there a moment ago that he calls himself. Hey, Joe, uh, let, hold on a second. Where are we? Why do you, this is what he, he writes, why do you believe they didn't plant, WMDs in Iraq. It's actually quite hard to do these things without it leaking. Okay, now this is what the lemmings believe. The lemmings believe, oh, if there was a, if there was a fake event, okay, if the TV just made something up, well, they wouldn't get away with it because somebody would, somebody would leak it. And it's like, okay, think through this one, buster. Who are they going to leak it to? The very same organization that was part of the original deception. Like think through this. Who, who is leaking what to who? But the masses, and I've heard this from people in real life as well so many times, this basic idea of, oh, no, they they couldn't get away with this. Somebody would talk. Why? Why would they talk? Oh, they just would? Oh, they just, you can't. No, nah, they, they, can't, they can't get away with these things, mate. Someone's going to talk. Who? Why, why do you believe that? Oh, it's just people can't keep secrets, mate. Well, maybe you can't. You're a peasant at the bottom level of society. But what makes you think that the people who work for the TV networks that they have to tell someone. What What makes you think that? They've never really thought through their fundamental beliefs. They've never thought through their premises. So it's like, oh, no, couldn't be a cover-up, couldn't be deception. That's how the lemmings work, and nothing you or I ever say is going to change that. This is, this is how the lemmings are. This is one of the reasons why I just don't care anymore. Like I really, when I first got into the scene, man, I used to really care about all of this stuff and, yeah, man, we're going to spread the truth and all this stuff. And it's like, to who? The lemmings don't want the truth. They're not... They're no more capable of understanding truth than your pet chihuahua, hour yeah it makes no difference to them they wake up they go through their routine they get angry at the boogeyman on the TV and then they they go to bed this is their this is their groundhog day over and over and over again same thing and yeah. in the live chat we've got we've got a few examples of it Timmy. me a few classic examples
0: yeah the, the it goes back to the whole MPC thing uh, so- <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> What's See into- what
1: happened, what happened with the NPC meme was a lot of people it was just funny that it, to them it was just funny that it's triggering the lefties the progressives democrat voters hillary fans these kinds of things right they just thought it was funny how the left was getting so triggered by it that they tried to ban it from twitter and all this thing right and i can understand this yeah it's kind of amusing but i think what was lost what people didn't like what people didn't notice beyond that was hold on This is a very good way to describe the behavior of most of these people. They are predictable. You know how they're going to respond if you give them certain stimulus, certain stimuli. How is that any different from a robot? You know, and they're all the same too. Like they all say the same things in response, yeah? How is this any different from a robot? And then, like without getting too far down the esoteric path, if you don't want to, you look at films like The Matrix, which were released before September 11th, And in that film, Neo's passport expires on the 11th of September, 2001. What are the odds of that? You know, Mr. Anderson, Neo, his passport expires on the 11th of September, 2001. That's a film that was released in 1999. What are the odds of that? And what do we see in this film? We see that there's a small number of people who can really think and they're surrounded by an environment which is populated with non-player characters. Hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of films that were released around that time that have the same message. The Truman Show was released in the late 1990s. What's going on there? All of the people are not real the way that Truman thinks that they are. The film Dark City, Dark City yep, was, was also released in the late 1990s. Same thing. You've got a whole bunch of people who are asleep most of the time. Okay, they're asleep. They're just floating through life with scripted lives, Yeah. Several of these films came out just before September 11. And I look around and I see the people who I interact with and I see what they do with their lives and how they respond to stimuli. And I think, yeah, these people could just as easily be non-player characters and it would make no difference. It would make no difference.
0: Yeah, and even, to, even the newer Batman or one of the newer Batmans, obviously uh, on the map, has uh, it was before Sandy book, and it had uh, Sandy book on it. It had actual. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of predictive programming. And and usually I don't get onto that because uh, there's a lot of uh, conspiracy debunkers that debunk conspiracy straw men. And like, oh, so you think, you know, this is fake because it was in a movie or whatever. So. Usually I don't get onto that, but I still look at it. And I knew about the matrix, the, the September 11th one uh, aspect to it. And it's just like, huh, it's it's things that make you go, huh? You know, like that's that's interesting. Somebody somebody had to probably purposely put that in there. You would think. And then how would they the, that actually is giving you that they, they had foreknowledge. So at least some people did. Uh, if you go down that route, and I try not to, I, I try to say that's just interesting. I mean, even what you were talking about—the the Christians going on about all the satanic stuff at the Super Bowl and stuff—they're right. I mean, to a certain extent, they they're right. Like a, a lot of the the Baphomet and the goat and say, like, what the hell is going on here? Like, what, why is that actually happening? Uh, it's really really crazy that they're putting that all in our face. And but they they jump to a lot of different conclusions and. At the end of the day, I think some of these people laugh, dude, like they're they're like laughing at the the they're probably watching these Christian conspiracy videos and stuff like laughing at these people freaking out like the Russian vids and all these other people freaking out at their their whole entertainment show that they put on that with little nuggets of of bullshit all throughout, you know?
1: Yeah, well, I try and avoid the term predictive programming because it's very loaded now and yeah. people have these ideas of what's going on there. For me, I don't know how September 11, 2001 happened to be the expiry of Mr. Anderson's passport. Like was it what some people call a coincidence? Like, oh, well, they had to put some date there, so they just put something a couple years in the future and it just happened to be... That to me seems ridiculous, okay? There's something going on. But what that something is, that, I'm not so sure. I've got a theory about it. It's a pretty out there theory. I'm not sure if people are ready to hear it. But I look at these things and I think it's almost like a clue. It's almost like a a clue from the cosmos because a lot of people are raised to believe, oh, you live on a giant spinning ball. You're going around the sun. Uh, This has been here for billions of years. Humans have been here for tens of thousands of years, and uh, you're going to die, and you're just a speck of dust and all this kind of stuff, right? And some people really believe that. But I don't believe that. I think there's something bigger going on. I think our lives are, for some of us, those of us who are not non-player characters, I think there's something bigger going on. And the passport, Neo's passport, is one example of almost like a clue that's being left there. And you touched on another one. In Batman The Dark Knight, there's a scene where you can see Sandy Hook. Yeah? It says it right there on the map. He's one of the dudes is looking at a map and it says Sandy Hook. And of course, Sandy Hook is where that uh, shooting supposedly took place. Then there was the Batman shootings. Remember the Aurora Batman shootings with the dude with the orange hair? The guy who supposedly uh, pulled off this shooting of the cinema had the, the orange hair that had been inspired by Batman. And then the Boston bombings, which happened around about the same time as well. One of the baddies there was named Joker Sarniev, yeah? Joker (laughs) Sarniev. So you've got the Joker doing the bombing. You've got the red-haired man inspired by Batman shooting at the Batman cinemas. And then you've got Sandy Hook mentioned in Batman. Now, what are the odds of all of that?
0: Maybe we're looking too much into it, but at the same time... Uh, I find it interesting uh, that that guy Infinite Plan Society, that I guess some of the uh, people were getting confused with Tim Osmonds there, uh, did a whole series on Nipsey Hussle. This this whole death, and I guess he—I don't know if you heard about it. Some just random rapper that you know becomes even more famous as he dies or whatever. But you know, one hand uh, compression from a firefighter, you know, after he's been shot in the chest, and uh, but I mean the the connections in that one are ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's, then they had a whole procession and these people, the, the parents and stuff was supposedly come up and you'd have to look into it. But it, I think um, to a certain extent, uh, you know, there's nuggets of truth to be found in what conspiracy theorists have to say. Sometimes they jump into the deep end and, and go completely nuts with it. But just like all the connections you just had, somebody could write that off as coincidence But to me, it's like, eh, that's hard, that's hard for me. You know, what are the chances, like you're saying?
1: Yeah, and it comes back, I think a lot of it to this central question of what is this realm? Why are we here? What is this life? And from what I can gather, most people don't want to spend too much time seriously considering some of the potential explanations. And that's fair enough, that's understandable. They're happy with their explanation of, oh, I, I read this book and I claim to be a Christian, so when I die, I go to heaven, yeah? Or they're happy with, nope, uh, religion is all a lie, I'm a speck of dust, when I die, uh, that's it, it's all over, blah, blah, blah. They're comfortable with, with their atheist answer. So people who are already comfortable with their answers about what's going on, that's fine. I, I completely understand that. But for me, no, I'm happy, to keep in, I'm happy to keep challenging my own idea of, well, what am I here for? What is going on here? And I I treat some of these so called coincidences now more as clues, hints from something bigger to say, no, uh, you are the, the realm that you're in is not what you thought it was. It's time to reconsider. That's how I that's how I treat these things. Yeah. But I can completely understand that for a lot of people it's like, nope, that's crazy. I'm 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 a speck of dust. I'm on a giant spinning ball going around the sun. I'm just a speck of dust. Wee. You know, and they're cool with that. That's fine. But to me, to me that's uh, That's an insane belief that you're just a speck of dust and that this is all just, this is all purposeless. There's no reason behind any of this. To me, that's insane. That's completely insane.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you remember where John Cantlie was from? John
1: Cantlie was from the shooting. So (laughs) what they were doing was a few years ago, there was a serial TV drama on the news where the baddies, the terrorists were killing captives one by one, and they were calling out the next guy to be killed, right? So it was Steven Sotloff, John Can't Lie, Can't Lie. (laughs) It was a a TV – so what happens with TV soap operas is they keep you on the edge of your seat for next week, right? They were doing the same thing with the news where they were getting each each guy who was getting killed, his job before he died was to call out the next guy. It was – It was brazen. It was. That that reminds me
0: of uh, the one of the one of the first uh, most people don't remember this, but there was a guy named Jihadi John, and he ended up being from the UK. And every night, like on the news, they would show uh, the beheadings, quote unquote, uh, from this quote unquote ISIS terror group where. They were uh, it was like he got like an American journalist and cut off his head or whatever. then he got, uh, you know, a Japanese dude. And and it was like it was like clearly, dude, clearly on a set. First off, second off, uh, they they had the on live leaks. They had the actual videos where I personally went through them. uh, And I don't like to see stuff uh, that's bad uh, as far as like people dying. And uh, I just I don't like to see that but these were complete jokes they did it in complete high definition where you could see that the knife that he had <laughs> wasn't going to cut through someone's head first off and second off um one time they they left the audio on a little bit too long and uh, just a, just a complete complete facade And I guess Russians or something supposedly hacked. And then you could see them on the set. And there was like 16 different cameramen and and a whole production group. And supposedly that was from ISIS, pretending like they were out in the desert. But really, it was just a green screen. And I mean, there was sand out in front and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just thinking to myself, like. So uh, now a terrorist group is going to go in and spend like a million dollars in production to d- to do this instead of just going out to the desert to do this. And uh, the funny thing is, is they never showed anything they-, they showed a still on one or two of them of a head chopped off. And it looked real, but it was a still that easily, easily could be photoshopped even by a person like me. Um, but nothing showed anything with that whole thing. Do you, do you remember Jihadi John?
1: I remember a lot of this, yeah, and this was the one, is it called SITE, S-I-T-E, where there was some, there's some supposedly non-profit organisation or some non-government group who monitor terrorism and they were the ones who were helping to push all of this. Oh, the ISIS, they're helping to push this idea. Oh, ISIS, uh, sort of like the new rebranded terror Man and... I forget the name of the woman who worked for site, but uh, yeah, this is all coming back to me, Tim. This is, we're going back four years. This is, we're going back to Jeffrey C days, man. Back when, back when everyone was happy. Remember that?
0: Yep. There's a guy in the chat named Zon, and he's, he's one that will uh, definitely go for the fight the flat earth group and the atheist troll clown mainstream media memes and all this kind of stuff. So what he says here. And we'll get into this video afterwards. I'd like to wrap it up around two hours with you, if that's cool. He says, sure, cool. he says, uh, Tim Osman, her testimony is real. Most of the people in the comment section say that she is acting. Where are they gathering this information from?
1: How about the New York Times? Like, it was fully admitted. This is all an admitted thing.
0: Yeah, Zahn, you're a little bit late to the punch. This is actually in the mainstream as admitted that uh she's the daughter of uh the ambassador and it was actually set up by uh free Kuwait group PR group uh for her to come on. And so we'll get into this. This is um another time I play or I actually talked about this with Mick West. It had to do with um how I was trying to set the scene in that, you know, he He's going on about 9-11 being basically the official story. And I'm just setting the stage about Operation Northwoods, their attempts to get into war with Cuba and uh, stuff like this with the Gulf War. And there are many, many examples, Gulf of Tonkin, uh, a lot of different examples where actually uh, these were hoaxes that were actually just to piss off the American people to get them into, you know, to get them to send their their brave off to or whatever uh soldiers to go and and die and for america to spend billions of dollars supposedly we're 20 trillion plus in debt A lot of it comes from the Iraq and Afghanistan war, where we ended up bombing Iraq for whatever reason, and then went in there to go and rebuild. And it's just an absolute disaster zone still to this day. Nothing happened that was successful at all. Uh, Mission accomplished with George Bush on the the boat and all this stuff. I mean, it's an absolute joke what they're doing. and, And these people can't see it because for some reason... I think there's a lot of camaraderie with America in general, in that like we're the greatest country in the world, and I I kind of feel that way, of course, but uh, to a certain extent, Um, you know, uh, America, hoorah, rah, -rah, and and all this stuff, where they can't even look at uh, this stuff being possibly uh, being a hoax or being not true because of the implications. The implications are that there are people that are faking news. To uh let the public subconscious think that something is actually happening actually conscious uh, something that 's actually not happening, and they they paint a picture to where we go to war, and this was the you know the shot over the bow about um what was his name in syria assad where you know he invited the weapons uh, people in and on the day he's so stupid he just ended up uh, shooting chemical weapons all over people uh, all over his own people and uh, you know and then right when america was about to leave he ended up shooting more chemical weapons or something i mean this guy's just an absolute moron i guess but these are the the narratives that are spit on the mainstream media project mockingbird was where the the CIA or FBI literally uh were giving uh, you know a huge amount of resources were given to basically uh get into our mentality and to, to beat the drums of war. They need to a certain extent, the American people's consent and what greater than, uh, you know, someone saying babies in incubators or some dude in a cave that used to be our friend uh, training the Mujahideen is now a bad guy because he uh, supposedly sends planes over and, and all this stuff. So it's all pretext. That's narrative building. Like, like the, the shill on the street there uh, that, that they just can't, Understand because of the implications, I think.
1: Yeah, well, I've got a bit to say on all of that, but maybe we should play the Naira clip. No,
0: no, no I just unloaded a bunch. Please do while it's fresh in your head.
1: Well, I was just going to say that we, a lot of us now, are sensible enough to at least question stories like 9 11, right? Or the chemical, uh, the Assad chemical gas attacks, or these kinds of things, right? We say, right, this is a story. What evidence have they given me? Can I trust the evidence? But what a lot of people don't do is then question the next part of the story because the next part of the story is war. We're going to go to war in Iraq or we're going to go to war in uh, Afghanistan or this kind of thing. Or or maybe we're going to have war with uh, Syria or something like this. But the war is also part of the story. So what I say to people is, well, if you're willing to question the story about the pretext for war, are you willing to question the story about the war as well? Are you willing to question that? Because I think a lot of people out there just take everything they're told about war for granted. Oh, well, the TV says that, you know, a million people died. and but Okay, I, I just believe it. It's like, really? That's a lot of people. A million's a lot of people. And you wouldn't trust the TV or the government figures about anything else. But when it comes to war, you trust you trust their stories now? It seems a little bit peculiar to me. That's all. That's the point I was going to make. But regardless of all of that, man, Naira testimony, I was glad you brought this up with Mick West. And he seems to be familiar with it. He knew of it. And it's yeah. funny how people can be aware of things like the Naira testimony, but still ends up believing all of the official stories. It's bizarre.
0: Yeah. And actually, Zahn, I don't know if you saw, I'll read your message here in a moment because it's it's fucking hilarious, truthfully. But uh, I don't know if you saw the Mick West. Uh, I'm sure that you hold Mick West in high regard. Now, he knows about this story. He knew about Operation Northwoods, Mockingbird, Ajax, all these different things because he actually researches it. But let's hear what Zahn has to say after what I said. YBMX, this is an example of how conspiratard brain work, man. I don't need to look up something that I lived myself. I was inside the war of 1990 in Kuwait. So again just like the other one uh, that I read out. What a non sequitur. What what does that have to do with absolutely anything?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's if they're even telling the truth. And what I've learned is a lot of people, the NPCs generally, they'll happily just make up stories. Like They'll lie that, oh, I was at this war or I knew someone who was at this event. And everyone thinks, oh, these are paid shields who've been sent to come and lie. No, you don't have to pay the lemmings to lie. They do it happily of their own accord. They'll just sit there and do it. They'll just sit there and go, oh, no, no. Like this guy is saying things I don't like. I'm going to tell him I was there. I'm going to tell him that I know someone who died, right? These people aren't paid shills. They're just lemmings. And lemmings, not all of them, but a lot of them, they just lie as a as a matter of course. It's not like they have no honor. They have no sense of guilt. They have no sense of right and wrong. If it fits their story in the moment, they'll just pretend, yeah, I know someone who died at that event. How dare you question the TV? I know someone who died. No, you don't. You liar. Oh, how dare you question the Nayer no testimony? I was at the I was in the war in in Kuwait. No you weren't, you liar. These people they're not this idea that all humans are the same and that we all have a sense of right and wrong and decency and honor, that's not that's not true. A lot of them have no no sense of right wrong, honor, decency. No they don't. They'll just happily tell lies, which is hard to believe. I wouldn't have believed that 5 years ago, but this is the reality. Yep. They they they'll just make shit up.
0: Yeah, and and we'll get into this video after uh, real quick. Uh, I do want to say that for a lot of us that have been around, uh, every time we talk about these things, uh, there is somebody, like you mentioned, uh, I know someone who died, or it was a cousin's roommate, second removed friend's best buddy or whatever. What's his name? I don't know, or whatever. I mean, it's just... I don't... They do, dude. I never really thought about it in the way that you just put it, but... They, they're lying, dude. And maybe he's not, maybe he was in Kuwait. But it has nothing to do with this testimony right here, so let's get into it.
2: Our final witness is also using an assumed name. And again, we ask uh, our friends in the media to respect the need to, for her to protect her family. And we finally <laughs> call on Nayira to testify.
4: Mr. Chairman and members of the committee, my name is Nayira, and I just came out of Kuwait. My mother and I were in Kuwait on August 2nd for a peaceful summer holiday. My older sister had a baby on July 29th, and we wanted to spend some time in Kuwait with her. I only pray that none of my 10th grade classmates had a summer vacation like I did. I may have wished sometime that I could be an adult, that I could grow up quickly. What I saw happen to the children of Kuwait and to my country has changed my life forever. It has changed the life of all Kuwaitis, young and old. We are children no more. My sister, with my five-day-old nephew, traveled across the desert to safety. There was no milk available for the baby in Kuwait. They barely escaped when their car was stuck in the desert, desert sand, and help came from Saudi Arabia. I stayed behind and wanted to do something for my country. The second week after an invasion, I volunteered volunteered at the Al-Adan Hospital with 12 other women who wanted to help as well. I was the youngest volunteer. The other women were from 20 to 30 years old. While I was there, I saw the Iraqi soldiers g- coming into the hospital with guns. They took the babies out of the incubators. Took the incubators and left the children to die on the cold floor. It was horrifying. I could not help but think of my nephew, who if born premature, might have died that day as well. After I left the hospital, some of my friends and I distributed flyers condemning the Iraqi invasion, until we were warned we might be killed if the Iraqis saw, Iraqi saw us. The Iraqis have destroyed everything in Kuwait. They stripped the supermarkets of food, the pharmacies of medicine, the factories of medical supplies, ransacked their houses, and tortured neighbors and friends. I saw him talked to a friend of mine after his torture and released by the Iraqis. He is 22, but he looked as though he could have been an old man. The Iraqis dunked his head into a swimming pool until he almost drowned. <laughs> they pulled out his fingernails and applied electric shock to sensitive private parts of his body. He was lucky to survive. If an Iraqi soldier was found dead in a neighborhood, they burned to the ground all the houses in, in the general vicinity and would not let firefighters come until, until the, only Ash and Rebel was left. The Iraqis were making fun of President Bush and verbally and physically abusing my family and me on our way out of Kuwait. We only did so because life in Kuwait became unbearable. They have forces to hide, burn to destroy everything identifying our country and our government. I want to emphasize that Kuwait is our mother and then they are our father. We repeated, we repeated this on the roofs of our houses in Kuwait until the Iraqis began shooting at us.
0: So anyway, the Oscar goes to, and I, and I think a lot of these times we see these uh, videos that are uh, possible or probable hoaxes uh they they usually don't have tears and it's it's just all an act and this guy's on in the chat is still going on let's see what he has to say uh, all of what this naira is is stating is correct information 100% correct but the conspiracy theorists want to blame the government for helping kuwait so this is their route to say that the, she's lying <laughs> oh lord
1: Bro, we're dealing with non-player characters. I'm telling you that's what's going on. To me, it's obvious at this point. I know a lot of people are going to find this very jarring to hear this, but I'm like, I've taken many years to arrive at this position. These people, to me, are no different to non-player characters, man. If you play Grand Theft Auto or Leisure Suit Larry, there are characters in the game who have backstories. They can respond to things that you say, all these kinds of things. But it doesn't mean that they have souls, Yeah, like when you play Grand Theft Auto, do you think all the characters who you mix with have souls? No, you don't. Why do you assume that about all these other creatures we mix with in the so-called real world? What is it about their behavior that makes you think this person is like I am? I used to just assume they all are. I used to project me onto them, but it's not. It's not real. Most of these people display no evidence that they're anything like me at all. They will happily tell lies just to suit to suit the TV story. The TV tells them that there was a shooting and then you question the TV, they'll lie about knowing people who were there just to support the TV. What makes anybody think, what makes people like me think that we have anything in common with these, these strange, bizarre creatures? No, they're non-player characters as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah. You'd think that people have uh, common decency at least, or, or a little bit of intellectual honesty. Uh, this guy continues to act like this isn't a known hoax. Uh, at the beginning, the guy at the stand is obviously saying, uh, you know, her her name is going to come out or whatever because of her identity or, or to save the family or whatever. Well, the family was the ambassador. And like I said, Mick West uh, had looked into that and didn't do, disagree with me. So uh, that's why, look, the Zon guy in the chat, I actually thought that Mick West was going to come on and do that. And I've been hearing from a lot of people uh, like yourself and even I feel the same way that uh, he actually surprised me. He He's not one of these NPCs. And, and really what I got out of it at the end, he's actually more going into uh, how the buildings fell and kind of debunking some of the claims by, say, Judy Woods or, or people like the architects and the engineers for 9-11 Truth, stuff like that. But he has another side of him where it's it seemed like he could somewhat speak freely a little bit about having an actual opinion as if he isn't one of those NPCs, uh, which was which was actually really good to hear, truthfully. But uh, we'll probably wrap it up here in a couple of minutes, but I did want to go over uh, John LeBond's uh, cha- new channel because it was deleted is in the description. Definitely go give him a sub and uh, a like and super chats. <laughs> Or whatever. Um, hey,
1: just, send me just I'll send you my email address. Just, just send me my yeah, yeah, yeah. just-
0: <laughs> And also John has a, a website, John Uh Dot com. You can go check out some of his free work. And if you want to be a member, uh, there are different avenues for that. Uh, the dude puts out content and the content that he does put out. Some people find valuable enough to send a few shekels over to him. So he's got his own thing going and definitely check him out, uh, I would say. And can you get into a little bit uh, your what you're doing as far as the operation over at johnlebon.com and uh, where you're at now uh, as, as opposed to Australia?
1: So I'm in Kuching at the moment, which is on the Malaysian side of Borneo. So in Southeast Asia, if you can sort of imagine, you've got um, Indonesia, And then just to the west of that, you've got Malaysia. And then from there, you go up towards Thailand, China, et cetera. So Borneo is an island that is partly Indonesian, partly Malaysian. And I'm in a city on that island called Kuching. Beautiful city. And to cut a very long story short, you can live here, a very nice lifestyle here, for a fraction of what you would pay to live in Brisbane or in Melbourne or something like this. So I'm speaking to you right now from a two-bedroom apartment which I've got all to myself. It's an Airbnb. And this cost me about 430, 440 US for the month.
0: Wow. That
1: kind of money in Brisbane, you need to find yourself a good tree to put a cardboard box underneath. Do you know what I mean? I can catch a cab here, an Uber <laughs> or a grab as they call it, for about two or three dollars. And that'll for like a 15-minute ride, that'll get me all the way to the middle of the city. And uh, I can do the same thing back home again. Cost me practically nothing. The food is very cheap here. Even the alcohol, which I'm trying to stay away from, if you're an alcohol, if you're an alcohol drinker, you can have a lot of fun here and it's going to cost you a fraction of what you'd pay back home. So the idea is that I'm running this online business, JohnTheBond.com. The money I make from that is not enough to live any kind of good lifestyle in Australia, but it's sufficient to live a, a nice lifestyle uh, on the road. And so a few years ago, I heard about this Tim Ferriss guy, the four hour work week. I heard about this idea that people with online businesses travel to low cost of living countries so they can work on the business and, and lead a better lifestyle. And that was what I set my mind to a couple of years ago, trying to turn my YouTube channel into a, into an online business. And uh, I've successfully done that now. And it doesn't make much money. Again, in Australia, I had to still work a regular job as well as, as run the website but here in uh, here in Malaysia, in Thailand, and the other countries I plan to go to, the money is enough to get me an Airbnb, get me dinner, get me uh everything I need and so that's what i'm doing so I've been on the road for about ninety days now, almost three months, and I plan to keep doing this for uh, for as long as I can, maybe another three six, nine, twelve months, two years, five years who knows man and maybe if everything goes well, maybe i'll make my way to the United States one day and do a little road trip tour and come meet Tim and we can go to a flat earth international conference and uh, why not have some fun. We, we live in an amazing time, Tim, and he's here's the big mistake I think a lot of people make. And I know that because I made it. When you get into this conspiracy stuff, it's very easy to go down the path of, oh, things are bad. The world's bad. They're out to get us. The evil leads trying to get us all this, all this stuff, which is not healthy to see the world that way. We actually live in a time of phenomenal opportunity where you can say what you want to say. Yes, you can. They might delete your channel. Just come back and start a new one. Yeah, you can talk with people in real time instantly. You can start your own online business. You can travel the world if you want. It's it's truly a phenomenal time to be alive. And I think the conspiracy subculture attracts a mindset of negativity and of nihilism and of victimhood. People who want to see themselves as victims. And that's not a good mindset to be. If you see yourself as a victim, then bad things are going to happen to you because you, that's what you're attracting. That's what you're looking for. But if you see yourself as being fortunate to be alive in this time and place, I think that's exactly what you are. That's what I am. I feel fortunate to be here. So that's what I'm doing. Life is pretty good. I still have problems. Everybody has problems. Anyone who tells you they don't have problems is probably a liar. We've all got problems, but overall, uh, life is is pretty good for me, Tim. And um, you know, the conspiracy culture, subculture, has been a big part of that. So I'm grateful for the time that I've had Mixing with these bizarre people, these bizarre, bizarre people in the live chat. Uh, God bless every
3: one of them.
0: Nice. Yeah, great advice. Uh, I, I really like the, the part where you're talking about uh, people a lot of times have the uh, victim mentality. And, you know, we see a lot of this here in America, even people wanting, you know, people to change pronouns because they feel like a certain way a z is a or a, a, an it or, or whatever and i think that uh, the victim mentality actually is is very detrimental to everyone uh and really tim ferris for our work week uh, very very good book i would definitely suggest it uh you can learn Uh, Learn something actually valuable. And in this day and age, yes, you can. And I did myself a long time ago, put my mind to something and stuck with it. The same with uh, my brother. He's in Texas and he, instead of going out and partying and getting laid and all this kind of stuff, I saw him with three jobs. I saw him reading books like Tim Ferriss uh, when he got home to where he would literally read it for like three minutes and pass out completely. And so he said, well, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to put in a lot of work now so that I can have fun and wakeboard and and uh, ski and do all this stuff later. And, and if I want to drink, which he's not a drinker or he's probably never smoked pot, but uh, he was able to build several businesses and continues to build even more businesses by the day. And now he has, you know, three or four kids or something. <laughs> I should know this, but uh, he's he's living the dream, the what the American dream uh it was, it was uh, kind of the white picket fence kind of thing. And um, it's, a, it's a very beautiful thing, but you're not going to do it while you sit on YouTube all day listening to pessimistic people talking about how they're going to take down NASA or they're going to get the Illuminati or they're going to go after the elusive they all the time. Uh, this is at a dead end. This is a dead end rabbit hole where a lot of people are stuck maybe because they get the government stipend or they they get a free place to live with their mom or dad up in the attic or in the basement or something. But in mostly in America, you can make something of yourself. And it's it's very important uh, for people to, to realize that if they're in a rut, I have problems. My brother still has problems. Everybody's got problems. Uh, but. You can pick yourself up and, and put your mind to something that's really going to bear fruit in the end. But thanks. It will to-
1: make it much better to do so. And I think yep. if we are fortunate enough to have another conversation like this in the future, we can talk about conspiracies or flat earth, whatever you want to talk about. But these days, what I'm more interested in is talking to people about life. Like, how do we lead our lives? What is working for us? What's not working for us? What have we tried that's improved it? you know, what, what are the mistakes that we've made? Sometimes it's good to get that off your chest. Well, you know, a few years ago, I I went and did this and I shouldn't have done it. And, you know, it's just good to get that off your chest. And if you're with people who feel confident around the right people to share their life experience, it can be a terrific experience for all of you, like as individuals and as a group to just say, yeah, life is about getting some things right and making mistakes and, and just accepting that this is how it is. The problem with the conspiracy subculture is, people are very defensive because they're afraid things will get used against them. It's like, oh, well, I believe that this and this is true. But if I tell people about these other mistakes I made in the past, they'll use that against me and they won't, they won't agree with me about the shape of the earth or whatever. So it's it's all fake. It's like this pretense, this front that people are putting on. They can't be genuine and just open up about life. And so it's actually very self-destructive, The the conspiracy subculture, what it leads a lot of people to do because they take on this this fake front of of being this kind of warrior or something. And it's like, well, that's not real life, man. In real life, we all have problems. In real life, we all make mistakes. And sometimes it's good to talk about these things with other people and get it off our chest and just accept that this is how things are. So next time you and I chat, hopefully we can uh, talk a little bit more about, about life. You know, In our 30s now, still can't believe that. What the hell happened to my 20s? Well, now I'm in my 30s and... There are certain things that uh, that I need to do to make sure the rest of my life is is happy and healthy, and, and that's what I'm working towards. And I'm sure you are as well, Tim. You sound like you're in a good place. It's been a, a good conversation.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Thanks for coming, man. Uh, yeah, I think we're very close, within probably five or six months of uh, age difference. I think even closer than that, actually. But um, yeah, it's it's. I want my my story of my life to be a success, and that's not. Uh, necessarily getting more and more money or capital, or uh, I think there's something uh, difference between, you know, rich in money and, and something called wealth and, and wealth is, is something much different where uh, hopefully someday, perhaps uh, it's not very likely at the moment, but I'll have a family and, and be able to um, share, share something with, with a whole nother lineage of, of little Timmy Osmond's running around. But thanks a lot for coming on man that we got we got uh interesting there at the end. I appreciate it dude and uh we'll definitely keep in touch. I hope you have a, a good day man i'm I'm about to it's it's nighttime now, but i guess it's uh it's what eleven o'clock there am
1: Yeah, and so my day consists of going to the gym and then going to a little cafe and sitting at my computer writing up material for the website so my life it, it sounds exciting being in places like borneo and phuket but the truth is it's my lifestyle is uh is relatively boring but you do what you've got to do but timmy thank you very much for the invitation it's been a great chat i really appreciate it and hopefully we can do this again sometime soon
0: yeah absolutely have a great day dude well yeah yeah that was that was a good chat with my old buddy john lebon and we've been uh we've been through a lot we kind of try to share at least uh some of our experiences with the truth cult, the truth community, so to speak. Um, And I think uh, for the most part, we're in much better places nowadays. And that's, it's nice to be a a success story, not somebody that's, you know, we can look around all around this crowd and see something that I wouldn't really actually uh, qualify as, as a successful person, somebody who is infatuated with You know, going after the man or exposing uh, the earth being flat or or whatever have you. Uh, It's it's very interesting. And hopefully here on this channel, we'll have definitely different chats with people uh, like John. And uh, even even Mick and, and, you know, I'm I'm actually interested in in talking to other people and picking their brains about certain things and hearing their stories and not so much about the obvious uh, psyop and and debunking the flat earth, which I've uh, wasted a lot of time on but I got a lot of time. So it's, it's not a waste as I've tried to express, uh, for a long time that I've learned a lot about people, about reality, about, uh, subcultures, about group mentality and about the mainstream media and and the list goes on. So it's not a loss. And I've met a lot of people as well. A lot of cool people that, that come and listen and, uh, you know, we have chats and stuff like that. So, wouldn't change it for the world because if it, if the flat earth psyop didn't happen to me, I would be still probably stuck in a rut of uh, the victimhood mentality, which is somewhere I don't want to be personally. And I'm, I'm very happy that I'm out of it. But a lot of uh, the friends that I have have kind of a similar uh, mentality as John in that we're not actually trying to change people's minds about any of this anymore. It's uh more about actually uh kind of a lot of people are just for the lols nowadays truthfully and and i still am too but it, it is still kind of entertainment but we don't take the entertainment as seriously as as some uh do in this crowd in that they're going to change nasa or they're going to take down the the elites or the rothschilds and all this stuff it's it's um in my mind, a futile task at this point, because uh, the people that are involved with uh, going against them, quote unquote, are not about actually having objectives in their life and also objectives in the goal that they want to see as far as taking down the Rothschilds or or proving the flat earth or, or finding a flat earth map or anything like that. They actually want to have the conspiratainment, the the endless, uh, groundhog's day is what makes them happy. And if that makes you happy, well, Hey, who am I to come around and start stomping on your little parade? So anyway, thank you so much for coming out. This has been Timothy Osman with a good friend, John Laban about many different topics. I hope that you have enjoyed yourself as I have with my buddy, John Laban, definitely go and subscribe to his new channel. Definitely go and check out his website. There's a lot of free content that you can go and see and see if you want to become a, if you like, or if you don't, then don't. It's as easy as that. Anyway, guys, have a good one.